and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching Andor listening to ABL Live. Thank you for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over the mainstream media, social media, everywhere. And I don't know where to start. First of all, we have some Uvalde video. And on the internet, you can find the entire like hour and a half from when the police were inside the school. But there's a whole lot going on with a certain, uh, a, a few segments of the video that we got to talk about. Also, did you guys see the super woke law professor from UC Berkeley testify before the Senate talking about uh, yes men can't get pregnant I mean just ridiculous stuff we'll talk about that in a minute I also posted a short video of San Francisco and the mess that kids gotta walk through after they get off of school they're getting off the regular city bus walking through filth drug addicts just ridiculous nonsense talk about that in a minute MSNBC actually posted a segment about how uh, how bad Joe Biden is doing, which is very surprising because they would never talk about him any kind of negative way. Even this piece was still kind of favorable to Joe Biden, but not quite. And it points to a greater issue. How do Democratic voters feel about their man Joe Biden and his performance? We'll talk about that. Also, Shout out to Eric July and Ripperverse for smashing some fundraising records. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoyed what you heard so far, if you enjoy this content, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. If for some reason you're not subscribed to the channel, go ahead and do that as well. That'll help me out tremendously. And shout out to everyone who has visited any of my sponsors. And that's a great segue because you know how I do in the very beginning. I talk about the sponsors, then I get right into the nitty gritty. But shout out to me, of course, uh, and my websites, ablmerch.com. You already know what it is, A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. On that website, you're able to find hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more designed by yours truly. They're all on the website ablmerch.com check it out links in the description also go to anthonyblogan.com that is a-n-t-h-o-n-y the letter b-l-o-g-a-n.com on there you're able to find an article for each video that i produce so whenever i put a video out and i'm talking on it i will cite my sources for whatever i say in said video i write an article so you're never able to say hey man you didn't cite your source give me a source Fact check. I, go ahead and fact check me. I dare you to fact check me and prove me wrong. I, I dare you. I don't post things that aren't true. If I don't know a thing, I'll say, you know what? I don't really know about that. If it's my opinion, you know it's my opinion, and that's it. And an opinion can't be right or wrong because it's your opinion. Just like I think that pineapple doesn't really go on pizza, but sometimes it does. Is that a right opinion or a wrong opinion? No, it's just my opinion. But anyway, anthonyblogan.com. Check me out right there and also go to the contact page on that website to find my social media accounts, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that's right there. If you ever have the question, hey, ABO, is this you? Is this a fake account on Instagram? 
Let's go to my website. And if it's not on the contact page, it's not me. And also, you can find my email address and my snail mail address. Shout out to you guys who have sent me things through the snail mail. I appreciate that 100%. I check it pretty often. So if you send me something, I probably didn't get it. And thank you for sending me things. And shout out to everybody that sends me emails. Um, don't spam me because you will get blocked. But I do get some good tips in the email. So thank you all for that. Again, anthonyblogan.com. Also, go to bhedesigns.com. They make these beautiful handmade wooden flags that are right behind me. You can get ones that are identical to those or whatever you desire for yourself, friend, loved one, family member, whatever it is, on bhedesigns.com. Tell them ABL sent you. Also, we have patriotpost.us, the best source of news and information anywhere on Al Gore's internets. Links for all these things will be in the description box below. This is also a podcast you're listening to right now that we're recording live. And sorry for the little bump. I had to hit my knee on the desk and my knee is about to be pretty much out of, <laughs> out of commission. You know, I'm about to be 40 years old pretty soon and them knees are no more good. But that was, that was a, a big digression. Um, to get back to it, this is a podcast you're listening to right now live. And if you want to hear this podcast audio only, it will be available at 8 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. So this is Wednesday. So it'll be available on Thursday, 8 a.m. Eastern. On a Saturday show, it'll be available 8 a.m. Sunday Eastern. On your favorite audio streaming platforms, whether it be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple iTunes, etc., links will be in the description, or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. So we got quite a few things going on. Yes, shout out to Ripperverse. Shout out to Eric July. I might do a video about that, but I don't know a lot about that particular subject. So I don't want to say things that are wrong or, you know, put false information out there. All I know is that um, Eric July, you guys know who Eric July is. And since I'm already talking about it, I might as well just go and talk about it right now. And you guys can help me. I know a lot of you guys may know more about comics and that particular world. You may know about, you, you may know more about Eric July and Ripperverse. So y'all educate me. This is a time we can interact. You can educate me about what's going on. If you want to call in later in about an hour or so when I take calls, we can talk about it there as well. But from what I know, Eric July, who is a YouTuber, and he's also on other, you know, Facebook. I think it's on uh, Instagram probably, but definitely Facebook. I've seen him there. A social media presence. He is really into the comic world, and he kind of got tired of Oh, he's also on the blaze as a contributor. Shout out to the blaze, but he got tired of all the political stuff being inserted into comic books, making all the action um, heroes, gay, just, just random weird stuff, woke stuff, unnecessary. You know, they, they turn in the comic book culture and a social justice warrior culture. And when I was a kid, I was really big into comics. And the reason why I stopped reading comics as an adult, you know, I thought I got too old. It's just like wrestling. I used to watch wrestling religiously. I had all the t-shirts. I went to a live show in Norfolk. I was a big wrestling fan, but I stopped watching like in high school because I was like, man, I'm too old for that. Trying to be, you know, you know, it's, it's a tough guy, but anyway, different story. I was a big comic fan. I had a collection. I had some of the, um, I remember when the um, Generation Next came out, I had the first issue of that. I used to go to the comic store and find old comics from the 70s and 80s and buy those. Like, I was a comic guy. I had him in sleeves. I had all kinds of stuff. I wish I still had my collection, but unfortunately, I just, 
you know, I, I go through things sometimes. One day, I threw them all away. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was going through. But I had quite a few comics. I had the comic where Wolverine had the his bones altered. So Wolverine had the adamantium on his bones, right? And Magneto took it out. Magneto literally took the adamantium out. I had that comic. Right when it first came out, I bought it in the store. It was like, a, like 1993, 1994. It was like early 90s. I had that comic. I had it in the plastic, and I kept it for like 20 years. And then threw it away for some reason. But yeah, I was a big, big, big comic nerd as a kid. Okay, and that's I appreciate the art form. So, as somebody says, no, yeah, man, it happens. It, it happens. Okay, I had all of that. I had the wrestling, the comics. I was big into it. Big, big nerd, huge nerd. That was me, and I'm proud of it. So, it's sad to see uh, DC, Marvel. They're becoming very woke, or they've been woke for a while now. It's very sad to see. So Eric July, who is a YouTuber and also Facebook, et cetera, social media presence, also on the blaze, political guy, a libertarian, not really conservative or liberal, but more kind of on the conservative side, in my opinion. But a self-proclaimed libertarian, he's like, you know what? I don't like the way this is going. Let's start something else. So what he did was put up his own money first. You see, the story that's out there is that he's raised like $1.2 million on a, on a, um, like a, a fundraiser to get Ripperverse, which is his comic book company going. That's the story. But also he put up $200,000 out of his own money, 200 grand out of his own money to get the comic books printed. So rather than having everybody wait for the comics to be produced, he went, he put his own money up $200,000 of his own cash. So the fundraiser was to make his money back and also to produce more. So he put his own money up, gambled on himself and the comics, let me see if I can find, um, let, let me see if I can uh, find the actual comic. Give me one second here. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. But let's go ahead and, okay. So I think the goal was 100 grand for the fundraiser. Just 100 grand, you know. Well, I know it's, it's a, you know, that's a lot of money, still 100 grand. But keep in mind, he put up, 200 out of his own money, out of his own personal pocket, he put up $200,000, but he was only asking for 100 grand on the fundraiser. And last I checked, it was at 1.2 million. He raised that in one day and I think it's still going. So here is the, the article blaze TV contributor, Eric July's reverse comics puts woke Marvel and DC to shame with jaw dropping sales. So that's the, um, the comic right there. I guess it's probably be the first comment they come out with. ISOM, ISOM number one. And from what I saw, all the the heroes in it are black. Now, some might try to say that's a problem, but I say this is the right way to go about it. See, what I don't like in comics, in movies, or anything like that is when they try to make something that was not black into a black thing. You Okay, so basically if they come up with a black Wolverine, it's like, why Wolverine's already an established character. If you want, um, a new black hero, make a new black hero. Don't take an established hero an established character and make them be something else. Don't make them have, uh, some kind of LGBTQ identity. When that was never part of their identity before. Don't make them be transgender. 
Don't change their race. Don't change their gender. Keep them how they were. You can evolve them as a character, maybe a little bit, but keep them how they were. Okay? Just like with Black Panther. Okay, Black Panther is, is like in Africa, right? Some kind of fictional place in Africa. I don't want to see Bradley Cooper with a dread wig going, talking about Wakanda forever. I don't want to see that. The same way I don't want to see Samuel L. Jackson wearing a blonde wig on the Viking ship talking about Valhalla. I don't want to see that. I just don't. If you want a, a, a black protagonist, antagonist, whatever it is, create a new one. So he did that. He did that and he put his own money up. That's how you go about it. So shout out to my man, Eric July. Hold on. Do I have, do I have applause? Yeah. Shout out to Eric July. Put his own money up. Did it, did it his own way, started his own company, rather than begging it. Oh, please, Marvel, DC, we need more representation. Nah, you do it. You do it. If you want change, if you want things to be better, you do it. So, yeah, this is it right here. So, I think um, at one point they had raised like 950, but now that's it's gone a lot more than that. Okay, it's, it's gone a lot more than that. And Eric July put a message out there. He says, hold on, let me see if I can zoom in a little bit. We do not need the old guard. That's what this pre-order campaign highlights. Their model is archaic. We had no inorganic mega corporate push or placement. All the promo has been from our amazing corner of the internet. Parallel economy. Exactly. You, you build your following up. You, you market. You advertise. Have a good product. And put it out there to the public. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Now, I'm seeing some of the negative uh, comments that he's getting. Um, they don't have it right here in this particular article. And if I can find it, I'll, I'll put it on the screen. But it's all kind of stuff. The typical stuff that you would get from a lot of white liberals. Uh, Uncle Tom, uh, racist, Trump supporter, just, you know, ridiculous stuff, right? And as a matter of fact, I think if you posted his uh, fundraiser, or anything about him or Ripperverse on Reddit, it would get banned. Hold on, let me see if I can find that right quick. So, okay, comic book subreddit. Okay, here it is. Comic book subreddit bans Eric July's Ripperverse comics for, quote, supporting comics from hate groups. So that they're trying to call a black man, right? Eric July, he's black. The comic is, the comic features black characters He's a libertarian. So because he's not just a stone cold stomp down liberal who doesn't believe that a man can have a baby because that's not him. Then they're calling them uh, a, like part of a hate group or a racist or a white supremacist. Is that where we are nowadays? This is a lesson to anybody out there. It don't matter what color you are. This is how they operate over there on the left. They're very, 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 very racist. And I don't use that term lightly. Why would you ban him for supporting hate groups? What about his comic book is hateful? I'm failing to see the connection. The only thing they talk about is the fact that he's not a stone cold liberal. That's all that it is. Okay. So it's like, what's, what's really going on? See this, this, this is, you see the artwork right here. Okay. So, and, and the comic books subreddit has 2.5 million, uh, what did it say? True believers. I guess that means uh, followers. So you see the artwork right here. You see the characters, all black characters. And I have no problem with that. If you want your book to be all, all white, 
characters, all black, all um, Martians, space aliens. I don't care what it is. It's, it's your artwork. You do whatever you want to do with your artwork, period, point blank. I do not care. And if people like it, if it's good, it'll sell. And it doesn't matter who buys it. Like if I have a comic book and it's all black characters, I don't care who buys it. You could be whatever color you want to be. You buy it, you like it, that's what it is. <laughs> okay? That's just that's just really it. But this right here got banned from the uh, subreddit because of uh, supporting hate groups, I suppose. I, I just don't really understand. Okay, so Twitter user Uncapped Turtle shared a screenshot showing the subreddit banning July's promotional video for Perverse Comics titled it, Welcome to the Ripperverse. Not only was the promotional video banned from the subreddit, but the user attempting to share it was also permanently banned. An error message on the post reads, sorry, this post has been removed by the moderators of, of our comic books. Moderators remove posts from our feeds, et cetera, et cetera. That's just the basic reasoning. Let's watch some of this. I've not seen this trailer yet. Um, Eric, please don't um, strike me, boss. I know you, you know, you, you, you might you might be um, looking at the YouTubes and seeing who's um, streaming your stuff. Don't don't block me, boss. I'm just trying to promote you. I, I know you want to do that, but just keep a lookout. You know, it might, might be some automatic stuff going on. But let's watch it. Let's get a little bit of sound here. I'm Eric July, founder, owner, and writer. Welcome to the Riververse. All right. It's kind of a long video. It's like about five minutes, so I won't watch the entire thing. But of course, you can find it. The Ripperverse is the result of a comic book lifer that wanted to be a part of the solution instead of always griping about the problem. Now, don't get me wrong, this was always a part of my aspirations. However, the current climate certainly sped things up. You've watched some of your favorite comic book characters be bastardized to the point to where they're completely unrecognizable. They yeah. just use as career stepping stones for a lot of writers that don't care about the lore. Some even despise their fans. Those are people that just want to tell stories that represent their social political views, even if they don't make sense for the characters that they're writing. And of course, these mega corporations that control these properties don't exactly make it easy for you to get in and understand what's canon. So Very maybe true. it's time for something new. We are a comic book company first and foremost that will never be forgotten no matter how big this venture gets. So I'm watching this video and I'm having a hard time seeing, I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing the hate. I'm having a hard time seeing anything negative. Uh, I'm just hearing him talk about some real stuff. It's like, hey, we complain about the comics. We complain about the corporations. How about we do something on our own and not rely upon the corporations and the old guard and all these things, all these roadblocks. Let's get around the roadblocks, do our own thing. So I'm failing to see the hate so far a minute and 22 into the video. And as I say, I won't play the entire thing, but I'll play a little bit more here to hear his message out. And we are guided by a set of principles known as the Ripperverse ethic. You will find this on a page in every single book that we release. And it's a set of standards that we certainly want you to hold us to. There are three main things that we will always emphasize. Number one, respect the customer. We aren't owed your dollar, but we'd love to have you as longtime supporters. It's going to be up to us to keep you interested and invested. Now, 
anytime there's passion involved, there's gonna be those conflicts. But we'll respect you, so as long as you respect us, it's all about reciprocity. Our second point of emphasis is canon and continuity. I don't see nothing wrong. Let's, let's skip ahead a little bit. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong. Hold on, let me see. Ethnic background. Let's see, let's see where this is going. Them will certainly have you as a customer. Your ethnic background or genetic makeup is wholly irrelevant to us. Okay, it's hateful, but he says your ethnic background or genetic makeup is irrelevant. So, you know, the whole trans thing, all of that, you black, white, Puerto Rican, candy stripe, it don't matter. See, the, the reason why they want to hate on Eric July and Ripperverse is because it doesn't follow what they want them to follow. It, it, it's not it's not this this woke LGBT affirming stuff. So, yeah, I've not read comics in years, but I'm, I'm going to support his campaign and I'm going to buy his comics and I'm going to read it. I've not watched, I've not read comics since I've been a very young man, uh, uh, a, a little, a little mijo running around, but I'm a, I'm gonna read this and I'm a, I'm gonna support him just, just because I support his, his effort. I support his, um, entrepreneurial spirit, putting his own money up to pay for the comics first before the campaign to fundraise. He put up $200,000 of his own money first to get the comic books printed, to get everything rocking and rolling. Then he did the fundraiser. From what I hear, if I'm wrong about that, y'all let me know in the comments. So yeah, I'm definitely in. That's, that's right, Anthony McQuay. I'm, I'm in for sure. So shout out to him. Um, if you guys want to support him, uh, it's Ripperverse, R-I-P-P-A-verse, V-E-R-S-E, Eric July. Go to his YouTube page. Go to his Facebook page. Tell him I sent you. And support them. If you if you want to read some comics, if you want to have some stuff that's not woke, that's not weird and crazy and, you know, influenced by big corporate Disney type stuff, go check them out. Go check them out. Like I said, I've not read comics in years. So I'm going to go check them out myself. All right. Shout out to Uncle Stu, the old man on the block. Uh, he said, supporting the stream, I'm supporting his comics too. Thanks for the information. Ain't no problem. It's all good, man. Thank you for your support. Yeah. So that's, that's what I like, though. That's what I like. People that are solution-oriented. You're not complaining. You're not crying. You just, you know, do things on your own. Just like when I came to YouTube uh, and I was trying to find people that were like me, people that kind of shared my points of view, I wasn't really able to find that many people at the time when I came into YouTube, like 2014, 2015. So I was like, you know what? How about I be that guy? That was a bit, That's a big part of the reason why I'm here is because I wanted to be the voice that I was looking for. And I figured that if I was trying to find that, then other people were as well. And I think I'm right. <laughs> I think that I'm right about that, considering what, what we've been able to accomplish here. So, yeah. Shout out to everybody that supports Eric July and shout out to Eric July himself. Shout out to all the writers over there. I think he's able to, I don't want to say he poached writers. I think writers left D.C. and maybe other places. And it went over to Eric July's company because they feel like this is a better place. If you're an artist, I'm an artist myself. I, I don't rap or nothing like that, but I was for a very long time a visual artist. As a matter of fact, when I was a young man, I drew a comic a little bit. I might, I might have that somewhere. I might put it on the screen one day. Y'all, y'all, I might be surprised. I was the art director. I didn't even draw it, but that's a different story anyway. So I'm an artist myself. And one thing we want to do is have freedom. 
You want to have freedom to do what you want to do. Just like Dave Chappelle. If, have you guys seen a new Dave Chappelle special on Netflix? It just came out like a couple of days ago where he went back to his old um, high school, if I'm not mistaken. And he was talking about how you got to have artistic freedom because remember Dave Chappelle did this special called The Closer, which is like Emmy winning, Emmy award winning, if I'm not mistaken. And in The Closer, it was the, the trans jokes, right? And it got everybody in a tizzy, got everybody triggered and butt hurt. But it's like, look, I'm a comic. I'm an artist. I got to have artistic freedom. You can't tell me what to say and what not to say. You, you can't dictate my speech. You can't dictate my art. That's not how it works. Art, you just put it out there. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Okay? Like, I can't tell a guy like Basquiat, hey, man, Basquiat, you can't be putting these scribbles and squaggles on paper and calling that art. You can call it art. It's subjective. If I like it, I like it. If I want to buy this man's scribbles and scrabbles for a million dollars a piece, then that's my prerogative. How can you say that I can't do that? How can you say that I can't appreciate that as art? You may not like it, but that's your opinion. I have my opinion as well. And I think that a lot of the critics are super woke and whatnot. They did not like Dave Chappelle's special, but the people, the general public, liked it. They appreciated it. And it shouldn't have been no controversy behind it because if you're transgender, so what? Okay, if you want to be treated as a regular person, you got to take jokes too. Okay, I'll take jokes, you take jokes, he'll take jokes, she'll take jokes, they then will take jokes, point blank. Matter of fact, let me see if I could pull up the, um, the closer Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes has become kind of a gauge of um, where we are as Americans. Because it, it shows the gap between the, the, the quote-unquote elites and the regular normies. You and I, we're regular normies. The elites, they call themselves elites, but a lot of times they're not even really elites. They just kind of, they, they, they feel like they are. You, you understand? They feel like they are. So, okay, here's the closer. Dave Chappelle's Netflix special. All right? And you know how Rotten Tomatoes works. They have critics that review it. You know, people that work for companies or they have big names or whatever. I'm not sure what it takes to become an actual critic. But you got to go to college and get a job at New York Times or something and become a film critic. I'm not sure how that works. I've seen better people on YouTube reviewing movies than anybody that works in some of these big name organizations. But that's a different story. And I digress. Shout out to Chris Stuckman and people like that. But you see the reviews here. So as a 40 percent rating out of a hundred from the critics. Right. But the audience, 95% approval rating. So there's, there's a gap right there. Normally in most movies, it's a, it's a, it's close, you know, it's not necessarily, it won't be the exact same, but it's close. 95% and 40%. That's a very big gap that tells you that we're not really on the same page. The critics, they got to be working for these big companies and they got to say things that are trans positive, LGBTQ positive, but the regular people that are out there, they just appreciate the art for what it is, regardless of who is supposedly quote unquote attacking. But I'll digress. Shout out to all the people that just enjoy what they enjoy and don't want all the woke stuff going on. And the weird part is that the woke stuff, they, they try to insert that into comics and movies, but it just makes it worse. It's not actually good. It's not actually enjoyable. You understand? Like, you could put some LGBT stuff in there if it's going to be funny. 
just like with um, some of the old shows from the 80s and 90s, some of the sitcoms, they may put some LGBT stuff in there occasionally or some kind of cross-dressy type stuff, and it might be funny. But the way they do it now, it's just like it's luxury and trying to indoctrinate you. It's brainwashing. And I've never really known brainwashing to be too entertaining, but that's just me. All right. Well, we got a whole lot to talk about tonight. Have you guys seen the litany of videos from Hunter Biden? I mean, hold on. Hunter Biden is not only a crackhead, but he's a crackhead that's like um, a cognizant Truman Show contestant or cast member. It's like he knows he's being recorded smoking crack. He's recording himself smoking crack, but it don't really matter. It's just like, yo, I'm going to do what I do, and that's it. Here's a meme that kind of sums up Hunter Biden. Just very quickly, here's a meme right here. Check it out. Hunter Biden, every time he buys crack in um, ladies of the night, I'll call it that because we got little kids watching. But if, if you can't see it, it's a guy with a helmet on who has a tree and cameras on it. I see a whole DSLR. I'm seeing some GoPro looking stuff. I'm seeing what? One, two, three, four, five cameras, six. That's, that's pretty much what he does. Every time this man wants to go get high, buy crack, smoke crack, whatever, he has to record it. It's like, sir, why? What's the purpose in doing that? But then, you know, you're asking these logical questions, right? You're asking questions like, hey, man, why would you record that? You're doing something illegal, sir. You're doing an illegal thing. Why would you record it? But then you got to just remember, okay, you're dealing with a crackhead, right? Crackheads are not logical people. They, they do things that don't make any sense. And that's just kind of what it is. So you, you, you're trying to get logic out of an illogical person. That's not, that's not how it works at all. They're, they're going to do things like that. Okay. And that's just kind of what that is. <laughs> Kitty says, smoking crap with a selfie stick. Hilarious. That is hilarious. Exactly. 100% correct. Matter of fact, hold on. <laughs> I, I got a, I got a, um, I got a video from um, IG. And shout out to all the people that make memes and everything else on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You guys are the real MVP. Shout out to Grand Old Memes. Shout out to uh, Dumb A Photoshop. And I'm, I, I, Donaldo, all you guys that make memes, you make the, the world much better to live. Okay, but here is a, a video I got to show you guys. Hold on. You guys can't see it, obviously, if you listen to audio only. But the um, the caption says, POV, you're Hunter Biden's crack pipe. And it's Hunter filming himself with the, the selfie camera. So you see it's like he's holding the phone in front of his face, and he's filming his face for some reason, moving around. It's the 10 crack commandment. Okay, I can play the music, but y'all hear what it is. <laughs> it's like, what are you even doing? Why are you filming yourself going in circles and then you're about to go outside? You're not, he's not saying the word. The sound is off, but he's not saying the word. So he's not, is he on FaceTime? Is he just recording himself? It's, it's, it's a crack moment. Point of view. You are hunting by his crack pipe. This, this is what his crack pipe sees before it's time to go beam up to Scotty. That's what's kind of what's going on with that. You got to ask yourself, what kind, of, what kind of father breeds this kind of child? And before you say, hey, man, sometimes your kids get wayward, what about Ashley in that diary 
He had a laptop that was crazy. Her diary is even more crazy. And we've seen this man, Joe, do crazy things, sniffing on kids. He's, he's too old for that as well. 52 years old. He's almost as old as my parents. 52 years old. It's, it's, no, it's no excuse. You can't say, oh, he's a kid. He's a grown man. He could be, he could have a daughter that's like in her 30s or, or close to it, like 28, 29 years old. So I I mean that's that's the um the current president's son. What kind of father was he? Obviously, the apple did not fall far from the tree. It doesn't normally and it didn't this time. I got more videos. Hold on. I got a lot of videos today I'll show you guys because I I've, I've been on on the internet collecting them. So I got a whole lot to talk about. A whole lot of videos, but we're going to get to them. We got, we got stuff from Joe Biden, stuff from Hunter. And I can't play all the Hunter videos. I saw two videos of Hunter. Spoke, I saw one video of him smoking crack. He was in the rehab facility. He was in this green pod pool looking thing. I'm not sure what this was, but there was water in there. And it was also kind of encapsulated thing. And it was green, green tinted. He was in there getting high, flicking that um, crack lighter. And then he... Um, was in a in a pool and he went, he went down the slide and once he got out of well off the slide and into the pool he got out of the water and he was doing something very inappropriate that I won't mention right here and my question is why record all this why are you recording yourself in the rehab in the rehab facility smoking crack why are you recording yourself inside the pool doing something to yourself you shouldn't be doing on camera or in public in the middle of the daytime. Why? Why? Crackheads do crackhead things. See, this is why. And you know what? This is a part of the reason why when drugs come up, I say, hey, man, you don't want to have legalized drugs. You don't want to have drugs in your community because you don't want all the crackhead activities happening right next door to you. I lived in the crackhead. I've lived in the crack community before. And it wasn't even like we moved to the crack community knowing it was like that. We moved to the place. And for a very long time, for a whole time we were there, for years, it was fine. Somebody might get shot occasionally at the basketball court, but for the most part, it was a nice little area out in Virginia, in Portsmouth, Virginia. We were out in Churchland, deep in, like, almost Suffolk. It was okay. But then what happened was they tore down some projects called Ida Barber in Portsmouth. And they gave them vouchers to come to communities all over the area, Chesapeake, Portsmouth, Virginia Beach, whatever. So they came to like the low income areas that weren't that bad. But when they came out there, it was like a pack of locusts had been released on us. We went from a relatively quiet area with the occasional fight and shooting to an animal house overnight. Overnight. I experienced black flight when that happened. People that could leave left and everybody's black. I keep hearing about white flight, this white flight, that have you ever, have you ever experienced black flight? I have. We left. We had to leave and move Chesapeake 20 minutes away because of what was happening right there in the community. You got fiends all in your neighborhood, knocking on your door. Middle of the night. It's three o'clock in the morning. They're banging on your door. Why banging on my door? I don't know you, sir. I don't have any crack for you. I don't have any money for you. What are you doing right here? And the story I told I've said it a million times, but I'll tell it one more time just to, just to drive the crack point home 
and why guys like Hunter Biden are very problematic. It's four o'clock in the morning. I'm here knocking. I'm kind of halfway asleep. I'm like, okay, am I dreaming? Is it a dope fiend ugging at my door? What's going on? I'm like, at the time, I'm like 13 years old. I'm 13, but I'm big. I'm like the same size I am right now. It's a 6'3". I was like six foot back then and 200 pounds at 13. But anyway, I'm hearing her knocking, but I'm like, yo, I'm dreaming. That's not at my door. But we're in an apartment. It's small. I hear my mom move in the bed. I hear her move. Like, okay, she's about to get up and go to the door. I got to get up because it could be a dope fiend. Who knows what's going to happen? And she go to the door, answer it, and they try to do something crazy. We get to the door. It's the police. And they open the door wide and they say, hey, um, is that your car right there on a designated spot for your, for your address? They're like, yeah. Some crackheads, they stole a car and crashed it and left it in the back of my mom's car. It was like the front end of the car was inside my mom's trunk. Totaled the car. And we were leaving from that apartment and going to Chesapeake, the Greenbrier, like any day at that point. We were kind of late because you had to, she had to close on the house and it was a month late. So we were late moving. We would have been gone if not for the whole closing thing. We had to leave because of the crack stuff going on in our neighborhood. So when anybody says, hey, man, crack's not really a big deal, fentanyl, whatever. All right. Live in the area where it's like prevalent, where people are on drugs and acting crazy and you'll see. So the moral order story is. If you're asking, hey, why would he go film himself uh, playing with his thing in the pool? Understand that he's on crack and they do dumb things like that. But I digress. Let's get to um, some other videos. Nothing, nothing too crazy, but we got to show your man, Joe. Joe, what's happening with him right now is that he is 100 years old. Okay. Joe was never necessarily the best politician Never the sharpest knife in the drawer. I, I wouldn't say Joe Biden was like your ideal politician ever. You know, he's been there since the 1970s. Like, Biden's been in office since before civil rights. Or, like, the civil rights era. Put it to you that way. 1973? He got an office in Delaware? I mean, come on. 1973? Can we get term limits? But anyway... He's been there for a long time, never was a great politician, but now he is just decrepit. He's old. He's a, he's a million years old. So now we're seeing things from him that just make you say, all right, this guy has lost it. We got a few videos, and then I'm going to get to another video of his wife um, getting us in some hot water. So here we have Joe, um, and you got Jill right there. You got um, Kamala, who is also a nut. Joe Biden has an excuse as to why he's not speaking very well. He's old. He's 78 years old or 79. He's almost 80 years old. Put it to you that way. He's old. Jill is also not a spring chicken. Kamala Harris is just incompetent. They're all incompetent, but Joe is old and incompetent, so it's a double whammy. But here's a video right here. Hold on. Let's get some sound. Pardon me. Well, folks, uh, you know, you don't have to stand every time I hear hail to the chief wonder, where the hell is he? <laughs> Took me a long while. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I'm not. Turn around and where, where's, where's the president? 
<laughs> okay. All right. Here's the next one. So here is a um kind of a gaffe. When he was in uh Israel. I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Vashem to honor six million Jewish lives were stolen in the genocide and continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust, honor those we lost. I will want to behold, to uphold the truth and honor of the Holocaust. Huh? The honor? Again, he's old. Here's another one. Oh, no, I don't, I don't want to. Hold on. Can I play this? I might not be able to play the sound. So here's Joe on a trail, on a bike trail in Delaware, doing what he does best. I'm going to turn the sound. Can I turn the sound on? Maybe I can. Let's go ahead and try it. And you know what he does. If it's a little girl that's like under the age of six, you know what he does. So it's a photo op right here, taking the picture. Everything seems to be normal. And then what happens? Okay, now what, what are we doing here, Joe? What, what's this all about? What, what are we doing? Why is your nose in a little girl's hair? Huh? What are we talking about? What, what, are, we, what are we doing here? Okay, you can't help it. He cannot help it. We, we keep seeing this guy do this. We keep telling him that he's a creep for it, but he can't help it. These little kids are around them. Look, hide your kids, hide your wife. If you got little kids, do not let them around Joe Biden. He's going to sniff them. Little boys, little girls, or whatever. And you're wondering why Ashley is, is crazy, and you wonder why Hunter is crazy. It's not that hard to tell. Like, we could just put one and one together and still get two. It's an easy equation. We're not really, we're not, we're not performing rocket science here, okay? We're not doing that. See, he was just fine right there, smiling, looking like um, the old man from Family Guy. Okay, looking like uh, Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Chilling. But why go right there? It's because he's a creep. It's, it's plain and simple. Ashley Biden said in her diary that her dad would get in the shower with her when she was way too old to be in the shower. Like, about to be preteen. Come on. Come on. Like, we, we see what's going on with this guy. And people are starting to kind of, um, they're, they're, getting, they're getting irritated. They're, they're getting irritated of, of Joe, not just because of the creep factor, not, not just because of his children acting crazy, recording themselves, smoking crack, getting high, not only because of that, but because of his uh, failed policies. I've seen several videos where, you got um, Democrat voters regretting their decision. You know, they, they, they definitely are like, you know what? I, I wish I didn't do this. I want to go a different direction. I saw a video today where people were saying, I voted for Joe Biden. I'm a Democrat, but I'm going the other way because Republicans get things done. Democrats don't. I've seen that. Let me see if I can find that video right now. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Let's see if I can find that video right quick of uh, the Biden supporters. Oh, let me see. All right. I got to find that video right now. 
Oh, I got another one of Joe Biden where he's getting a little angry. He's get he's getting triggered and upset, but hurt and everything. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if I can search for Democratic voters. Democrat voters. That should work. Yeah, I might not be able to find it right now. But here's a video of uh, Biden talking about his approval rating, which is very low. Put it over there right quick. And let's get some sound. We got sound on deck. Okay, cool. Joe Biden doesn't like tough questions. Just ask our stupid son of a bitch, Peter Ducey. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. Come on. Uh, come on, Jesse. Joe yells at him all the time, but he's not the only one. Joe got all worked up just a few moments ago when a reporter asked him about whether he would run again in 2024. Watch. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two-thirds say they Read don't. Read the poll. Read the poll, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 90... <laughs> look at this man all on his face. Look, look, look at the polls, Jack. And when, when he says Jack, it's time to fight right there. You know, he about to go back to the 70s with corn pop. Listen here, Jack. 2% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in no, 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. Now, he's, he's right, but he's not addressing the issue. You already said, he was like, well, 92% of Democrats would vote for me if I ran. That wasn't the question, sir. The question was, the majority of Democrats don't want you to run. Okay, they want someone else. But if they had to vote for you, if they were forced to vote for you, they would, but they don't want you to. They, they would do that just because they, they, they had no other choice. But they don't want you, all right? They, they really don't. He's too old, though. I mean, really, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, man. It, it's just kind of silly. It's kind of silly. But I'll, I'll move on away from Creepy Joe. Um, the border is wide open. That's, that's a problem, and it's not really being addressed enough. Here's a video I got today of the invasion happening, if you have not seen it. So here is a video. The caption says, Democrats have made Pennsylvania a safe haven for illegal immigration. Every state is a border state because of Joe Biden and Matt Cartwright's policies. Now, I think this is not Pennsylvania. I think it's Rio Grande. But I think that this guy, Jim, is running for Congress, Pennsylvania. This is, this is the Rio Grande River. And you're seeing this big stream of people coming across. I mean, it's endless people. Look at this. And hold on. I'll minimize it so you can see more of it. So you can see over there on the left-hand side of the screen. Yeah, that, a lot of people. And it's, it's endless. Are they going to zoom in? But you see it over there. Endless coming across the river. And it's just like there's, there's no stopping them. It's like nobody even really cares. And these people, they're not, they're not going to just vanish. They won't just, you know, they're, they're going to be in your community. They're going to be right where you are. And you have no idea what they got on them. I mean, they could, this right here could be a bunch of fentanyl coming across. A bunch of guns coming across. Who knows? They talk about how they want to have gun control, right? Common sense gun control. Okay, that's what they say. So all they want to do is just put laws on the regular everyday citizen 
laws on the regular everyday citizen so they can't buy guns as easy or quote unquote as easy, which is not easy to buy a gun really. They want to put laws on us, but look at the border. How are you going to have common sense gun control, but leave the border wide open and you can have guns just float across that way. There's nobody checking them. They're going to be able to come into the country and go wherever they want to go. Drugs, guns, whatever. And a lot of times these big convoys, if they are checked or stopped, that'll be a smoke screen. That'll be a distraction because the cartels will come in a different way in a dead of the night with all the drugs and the guns. You over here busy with these people. That's probably about 5,000 deep, but it will be a few cartel guys coming across with all the stuff they want to come across with, with, with the money makers, with the drugs and the guns. We're flooded with fentanyl right now. As you know, Fentanyl is leading cause of death for all Americans aged 18 to 45. Male, female, black, white, Puerto Rican candy stripe. Fentanyl is the leading cause of death for all people in America aged 18 to 45. I got a um, picture for you right quick. I got a chart, a little graph for you right quick. And this is going to be a pretty good one. And it shows how corrupt the government is, in my opinion. And this, this is part of the reason why you don't want to have big government. This is why I like the Roe v. Wade decision because it reduces the power of the federal government. You know, abortion should be a state's rights issue, but people have been brainwashed into believing that it's a women's rights issue. We'll talk about women's rights and whatnot in just a short period of time here. And if you like what you're hearing so far, you know what to do. But here's the the chart. It's kind of hard to see, but this is a chart of life expectancy versus health expenditure. Now, I'll give you a little bit of... um, I'll give you a little bit of help here. So you have going up this chart. It says life, life expectancy. So it goes from 70 to 84 life expectancy. Okay. Then you have, um, how much is spent on, um, healthcare. And it says from 1970 to 2018. Right. So, the years going from left to right, and you see where all these countries, these are like developed first world countries. You see, you see where they start. All of them started kind of below the 70 year mark back in 1970. But then as time progresses and they spend more money, but not that much more money, it, it goes up and up and up. You have Israel, Spain, Italy, South Korea, Portugal, New Zealand, Australia, Japan, Switzerland, Norway. Canada, Netherlands, Belgium, Denmark, Germany, Ireland, Finland, UK. They all go up. They're not spending that much more on healthcare, right? But the United States, we're the red mark. We're we're going up. We were going, we were like at the same rate as them up until like the early 80s. And then something weird happened. We started to kind of move laterally a little bit. Almost laterally, not even really up. We're going up incrementally, but not it's not a sharp rise up. We're spending a lot of money more than anybody else on healthcare, but we don't really have a high um, expectancy. We're like at about seventy eight years old versus eighty three, eighty four, eighty two with other countries. We're spending a lot, but we're not living as long. Why? Because we're spending a bunch of money on drugs. We're we're over medicated and overfed. A lot of Americans 
they they're 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 way too fat, weighing a lot, and you got this whole body positive movement going on. Oh, you could be healthy at any size. I can't tell. Have you ever seen a morbidly obese elderly person that you haven't? You're not going to see morbidly obese elderly people. I'm not saying you got to look like Lou Ferrigno or some kind of top model, but you can't be 800 pounds at 94 years old. It doesn't work like that. It just it doesn't happen. You're going to be dead before that. Overfed, overmedicated. Fentanyl is a man-made drug. Did you know that? You can get that from a doctor. That's big pharma. So they're getting you hooked on the fentanyl. Then you get the border being wide open. You get more and more of the fentanyl. Now you got to have it. Now you got even more drugs, more food, more drugs, more food, more drugs, more food. Mentally altering drugs as well, not just uh, pain management. So you're not going to have a high life expectancy. All they're doing is making it to where you can be on these drugs. And once you get to be elderly, you can kind of cope with life rather than thriving in life. So. And the border being wide open is not helping that. It's just making it worse. And I feel like at a certain point, Big Pharma and whatnot would like for the border to be wide open to fuel Americans' dependence on these drugs because they make them. So it'll be the next drug and the next drug and the next drug. Fentanyl's a big money maker. What's next? Oh, the, the the vax. You see how that goes? Oh, and and the food has things in it as well. Yeah, the foods are poisoned. Um, one thing I heard about going overseas. People go to different countries and they eat their food, and they think they're sick. But now you're not sick. You're you're going to the bathroom. You might have like diarrhea because you're eating real food, and the food that you eat normally. You probably won't even expel that for a couple of days, but you go overseas, it's different. You got to kind of go right away. Like I've been able to find decent food here and I got a pretty regular bowel cycle, but a lot of guys and girls don't. They will hold it in for about two or three days without going. You go to Nigeria or even you go to Europe somewhere and you're eating good food. It's not bad food. You're eating good food, but you are not used to eating what real food is. Okay, you got a whole bag of, I've seen somebody get, a box of peanut butter jelly sandwiches from the store, a box of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, a box, huh? We're not eating real food. That's a problem. Overconsumption, wrong consumption. It's an issue. But I guess the most important thing would be uh, gender pronouns. He, him, they, their, zim, zir. That's probably the most important thing. That's a great segue into my next video which is a law professor, Miss Kiara Bridges. Have you seen Miss Kiara Bridges, the law professor? I did a video on her today. Um, she's a professor at UC Berkeley Law School, and she was at a Senate hearing for the post Roe v. Wade world. So I'm not sure why that was a hearing, but they were trying to see the impact of Roe v. Wade and what it'll have on America in the future and the present, I suppose. Um, if you ask me, it's going to be a good thing that Roe v. Wade is gone because now you have uh, more power to the states. People say that's a bad thing, but how is that a bad thing? If some Americans approve of abortion and some don't, wouldn't it make more sense to give Americans more power to deal with that on the state level? Because if I agree with abortion, but the federales don't, I might want to live in a place in the United States that does believe in it and vice versa. Now, if you ask me, I say, we should ban abortion, period, federal, state, whatever. That's just my opinion, but we're not quite there yet. We're not quite there. I've not become king of 
uh, North America quite yet. So we can't do it that way. We live in a place where you have a little bit more freedom to do certain things that I don't agree with. So make it be a state's issue. I live in a state where it's conservative Republican. We got good senators, good governor, good local people. I'm cool. Now, if I wanted to kill a baby at the point of birth, I go to California and live out there and pay their ridiculous taxes. Um, going go broke in California, I, I do that. If, if, I, if I wanted to live in a place that I had no rights to guns, ammunition, um, you could kill a baby on demand at nine months gestation. That's what I would do. But let me go and find this clip right quick from Miss Kiera Bridges, a UC Berkeley law professor who was at this uh, Senate hearing talking about Roe v. Wade and things of that nature. And if you like what you're hearing so far, I know what to do. Please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. Okay, there was one video of her right there. Let's find some more. There's another one. And... Where is the main one? I got to find that one. And there we are. All right. Let's go ahead and clean that up. And. All right. Perfect. Now, this, this is a grown woman, I suppose, but her argument is like a child. It's like a little kid. It's like a little kid negotiating your bedtime. It's crazy. Now, Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. It, would that be women? <laughs> it's very simple, right? If you're a person and you have the capacity for pregnancy, you're a woman. But it, why, why say that whole thing like, like a tribe called Quest, a pimp named Slickback? Just say something very simple, woman. Well, let's see what her response to that obvious, you know, matter of fact statement is. Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those see, it's so weird because they want to call abortion a women's rights issue, but at the same time say you could be a man or a non-binary person and have a baby. I, they, they, they're double-sided. It's a woman. Pregnancy is strictly a woman's issue, period. It's only two ways you can be. It's, it's only two different things. You're, you're a male or a female. It's, it's not hard. Okay. You want to call yourself non-binary. That's great. You can call yourself that. But I think you're going to have a prostate exam or hysterectomy. Possibly. <laughs> it ain't going to be like, well, okay, you have a prostate exam and you got some, you know, some ovary issues going on. We're not at that point yet. We're not making hybrid humans where you could be both that way. We just, you're not going to have both. It's just, it's just not male or female, man or woman. Things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? 
So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important Because of my line of questioning? Because so we can't talk about it? Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist I'm is denying dangerous. that trans people exist by asking Are you? you if you're talking Are you? about women Are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think women can <laughs> so get pregnant. So you are denying that trans people exist? Thank and that leads to violence? Is this how you run your classroom? I mean, the eyes don't lie. Okay, the eyes, they tell no lies. You see, what I was always told is if you could see white at the top and the bottom of their eye, like outside their, um, their, their cornea, if you could see white at the top and the bottom, you got somebody that has some screws loose. All right, the, the screws are loose. Look at this, serial killer. If I, if I see that in a dark alley, I'm fearing for my life. I'm calling the police. If I got a weapon, if I got a, 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 a stick or a rock, I'm using that right there because that, that's, that's scary. That's nightmare fuel, okay? If I saw that in the Halloween um, haunted house, I'm, I'm going to urinate right there. I'm, I'm going to be scared, beyond scared. You understand? I mean, this, this is a law professor. I mean, this is a UC Berkeley law professor. So you're sending your kids to be taught by her, okay, in college. If this is who's teaching your kids, what what what's like what's she gonna produce for her her student class? What what's gonna be the outcome of that? And if you're a conservative person at all in her class, how would you be treated? Are students allowed to question you, Absolutely. or are they also treated like this? Where no, 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 they're, they're told that they're to opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a you, lot just in this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Yep. Um, Oof, boy. I mean, these, these people, I mean, it's like, where do you find them? Everywhere, academia, all over the place. It's not, even, it's not even uncommon to find a person like that. This is just what it is. It's not even the race thing either. This is black, white, Puerto Rican candy stripe. Okay? I've seen more white liberals like that because there's just more white people in America, you know, by the numbers. But this is, this is a thing that, this is a virus that affects all of these kind of people in academia and everywhere else. And do you think a, do you think a, a baby that is delivered alive has value? Yes. It took forever to answer the question. His, his question was very simple. Do you think a baby that has been born has value, basically? She paused and thought about it and then answered yes. But now let's see what the answer to the next question is. Do you think that a... Um, a baby that is not yet born has value? I believe that a person with a capacity for pregnancy has value. They have intelligence. They have agency. They no, have I'm talking dignity. about the baby. And I'm talking about the person with a capacity for and I'm, pregnancy. You're not in. So basically, he's saying, hey, well, how about the unborn baby? You say that a born baby has value. What about the unborn baby? She's like, well, how about the person that's pregnant? They have value. So basically, you're saying the unborn baby is relevant because it's not even... You know, it's, it's nothing at this point. So baby could be not much gestation, kicking in, hollering, doing a cha-cha slide, the, the boogaloo, all that kind of stuff inside the womb every day. But they have no value. 
Is that really a baby until it's born? Okay. Answering the question I'm asking. I'm, you I'm, think answer, that a, I'm answering you, a more interesting you think question that, to you me. You think that a baby that is not yet born, let's say the day before this mother delivers, do you think that baby has value? I think that the person with the capacity for pregnancy has value and they have the, they should have the ability to control what happens to their lives. Well, Somebody said Momo 2.0. You, you guys are hilarious. Shout out to the comment section. It's, y'all call her Momo. <laughs> y'all, y'all are crazy. Shout out to y'all for that one. Okay, now here was the craziest one that I saw of her talking about um, um, Texas and their voting laws making it hard for people to vote. Senator Lee, Senator Cruz have talked about, oh, this decision just to turn, this uh, Dobbs decision just returned to, to the, the elected representatives of states to, and people can battle it out in these laboratories of democracy as to whether they want to protect fetal life over the interest of, of the pregnant person. Fetal life? So, I mean, so you, you're saying the, the right words, life. So if you abort a baby, you're killing a life. So isn't that illegal in the U.S. of A? Or does the fetus not have personhood? At what point is a quote-unquote fetus considered an actual baby when it's born? These are the same states that are stopping people from voting. Texas has the most restrictive voting laws on the books. Texas's SB8 doesn't represent the will of the majority of Texans. Texas SB8 represents the will of the majority of Texans that were able to vote. So in order for this to be a democracy, we have to protect voting rights. And I, I leave it to um, everyone in this, in this room, as well as the rest of Congress, to protect voting rights so that we can be a real democracy. So here's, here's my question. Um, how does Texas restrict people from being able to vote? How do they do that? And, and, you know, they'll, they'll say things like they just throw things out there like that, but they won't really explain themselves. They won't tell you exactly how the laws impact somebody, how they stop from being able to vote. Same, same thing about Georgia. They say, you know, the Georgia laws will prevent people from being able to vote. It's going to be very restrictive. You can't vote. Remember Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game to Denver from Atlanta because of the voting thing. Even though Colorado has more voting restrictions than Georgia does. But anyway, they can't really answer the question. It's, it's a political talking point. Once you get them down to answering that question, they refuse to answer like you just did. Oh, I don't want to answer that. I'll answer this because they can't answer it because there is no answer. In Georgia, they passed the um, voting restrictions or whatever you want to call it. Um, voter integrity, basically making elections safe and secure. And you had a record turnout after that. So if the voting laws were restrictive, how do you have a record turnout after that? So they don't want to talk about Georgia. They ignored Georgia, but talk about Texas because there's no data available yet from what I know. But it's not difficult to come up with an ID. Who says it's hard to produce an ID? Why is that difficult? I don't really understand. You can come to the country illegally with no documentation at all. You can say, my name is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Like, all right, come on in. But to go vote, you could just, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's so weird. It's so weird. They don't, they, they just want, they want lawlessness and chaos at the end of the day. <laughs> a nice lady. Yeah, not, not very nice. Not, not very nice at all. Imagine being, imagine that being your professor and you're coming in with any kind of conservative uh, viewpoints at all. Imagine how it's going to be. How are you going to um, be treated in the classroom? Not very well, I would suppose. Uh, man, I couldn't imagine having a teacher that's like 
biased against you, that'd be terrible. I've not had that in my life, but I can imagine it'll be a pretty bad thing to deal with. All right. Now, okay, um, let's, let's talk about Uvalde right quick. Now, have you guys seen the video from Uvalde? Um, I'm going to put it on my uh, on, on the screen right quick. And there's, there's a full video from inside of the school. Um, but I've not, I've, I've seen some of that, but I've not watched the entire thing. It was, it was a lot going on. It was really hard to tell what was happening totally. But I'm going to play the video right here that got a lot of people upset or we're just kind of concerned, like what's going on now, before I play this, I just want to say that I don't think that all of the officers involved were doing the wrong thing. I think that this one guy is just questionable. Like, what is he doing? So I don't want it to be an anti-police, anti-cop thing, because I'm not even about that. I'm very pro-police, 100%. But this guy right here, I want to know, know why he was doing what he did. Okay? I want to know why. I want answers. Like, this whole thing from top to bottom was handled very poorly. They did not get out in front of this video being released by the media, which it was, it was going to get out sooner or later. They may as well put it out themselves and explain what was going on rather than let it, the media get a hold of it and we just figure out what's happening on our own. That ain't what you want to do. But anyway, um, and then the way that it was handled inside as far as being able to go in, uh, get in the shooter, it was just very bad from top to bottom. This should be a lesson on what not to do during an active shooting situation at a school or anywhere else for any other police going forward. But here's the officer. And he goes to the hand sanitizer station, gets a big squirt of some hand sanitizer, rubs it on his hands. In inside the school where they're getting ready to go and bust into the door. Now, you have officers that are, like, up in, like, by the classroom. They're, re they're ready to go in, but I'm not really sure why they're not going in. Maybe that was the order. You have other guys that are down the hall and around the corner. I'm not sure what their purpose is. Okay. But this guy gets a squirt of some hand sanitizer, rubs it on his hands. And then 20 minutes later, they still have not gone in. And the same guy that got the hand sanitizer is on his phone now. What he's doing on his phone, I have no idea. Okay. So at this point, they go into the classroom and kill the gunman. But they say this is 77 minutes later after they go into the school. So after the first, I guess, response. It took him an hour, some change to go in there and kill the, the gunman. A lot of things were done wrong in this uh, leadership lapses, all kind of stuff was happening. It, it was a whole lot going on. Some officers wanted to go in and they were prevented from being able to do so. Some guys, I guess, you know, had to get their hands clean first. It was a, it was just a whole lot going on. See right here. See this guy. There's a guy right here. We see the guy on the phone in the bottom left-hand corner. They got the, the hand sanitizer earlier. We see him. But there's a guy right here in a black shirt. Now, what I read is that the guy in the black shirt is holding back this guy in the green in, in the police outfit from going into one of the classrooms where I think his daughter might have been, his daughter or his wife or something like that. He's telling them, don't do it. So it's like, it's just, it's just bad. They're waiting on orders. The orders didn't get there at enough time, or I don't know exactly what happened. I've not really been following this story that closely, 
But what I do know is that this was just handled very poorly. Okay. Now, it's, it's a lot going on. It wasn't anything going on as far as going into the, the the most important thing that should have been happening was not happening. I agree with you there, but there is a lot going on in this in this clip. It was just so, so much. So, yeah, that's that's the whole Uvalde thing. Now, as I said, there's a whole um, video. It was like an hour and some change that got leaked, quote unquote, to the Internet, to the media. You can find that probably on YouTube. It's just it's just terrible. Um, the police or I'm not sure who it was. They were saying, or the media, you guys are terrible for leaking the video. But somebody that was at the city council, city hall was like, hey, don't call them weak. I mean, you guys should have done better. And that's just what it is. But again, I'm not trying to make it be an anti-police thing. I just think that there were some mistakes made here. And I think the lesson here, the takeaway here is become armed because the police can't really protect you. Because even if the police get there in time and they breach the room and they get the gunman, you already got people that have been shot, maybe even killed in a very short period of time. The police cannot protect you. Not really. They can sometimes, but for the most part, protect yourself. And if you're in the school, I, I would want to have somebody be right there close to be able to handle the situation. An SRO or something like that, that can handle the situation. Not having to call police somewhere far away or not necessarily right there to be to handle the situation. And if you are a school teacher, you feel comfortable having arms, you should be able to have an arm, uh, have a weapon as well. But that could be kind of sticky because you got some weird teachers. It's just a whole mess, man. It's, it's a mess. I think the solution to these kind of things is to have better security protocols, doors that lock, cameras everywhere, SROs, you know, secure it properly. Don't just leave things to chance. Don't be leaving doors open. None of that type of stuff should be going on. If a door is open, it's, if, it's, if it's like propped open, there should be an alarm that goes off. Have the alarm go off because that shouldn't be going on. In the morning, leave the door open when the kids come to school. And then beyond that, if the door is open at all, alarm goes off. That's just what it is. But yeah, there's an hour and a half of video that was released. That right there was just a little, a little snippet. That was just a, a preview that highlighted some moments with the, with the guy getting the sanitizer beat on his phone. But there's much more video than that available on YouTube and anywhere else on the internet. All right. Um, OT says, say ABO, as you know, Joe Biden is in Israel today. Do you know where his next stop or visit to the Middle East? Your thoughts, please. Man, I miss Trump. Now, I think um, Biden went to Saudi or he's going to go to Saudi. I, I think, I believe that's what I heard. He's going to Saudi Arabia because of the whole, um, the, the oil and gas thing. I'm not sure why he's going there. The solution would be for, we, we need to have more American production. But see, he doesn't want to produce more in America because of the environmentalists that are against Keystone XL and um, having new oil and gas pipeline leases and drilling and things of that nature. He doesn't want that. So rather than doing things here in America where we have the capacity to do it, he wants to do it overseas and bring it over here. The problem with that is they're at capacity overseas. 
they could do a little bit more in Saudi, perhaps, but we need to do more here. And that's just the bottom line. We're not meeting the demand for fuel. So if the demand is very high and the supply is low, that's the, the most basic supply and demand law there is. The price is going to go higher. That's just if everybody's able to afford it at a certain price, raise the price up so it becomes less affordable, therefore preserving the supply. You're going to have whatever you buy on the shelf is going to go up. Whatever you do, you want to get on the bus, a plane, a train, automobile is all going to go up. You want to do anything in this country that costs, you're going to have to pay a higher price. It affects everything, everything. Even things that don't necessarily require fuel or petroleum products, to function will cost more because people that work there, people that produce the thing, people that service the thing got to have higher, they got to pay their higher bills. So you're paying for that as well. It's a crazy world we live in for sure. It's a crazy world we live in. Jericho green says nothing but truth here. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate you. Number. I can't do number tell the truth. I can't, I can't lie to you. Yeah, but the Saudis have no more oil for Mr. Biden. They have no more. They have more they could produce, but not enough to make up for the demand that we're not producing. He wants to go over there and make them produce for us when we don't produce for ourselves. That's not how it works. You got to do something for yourself and then have others work with you. You can't just rely upon somebody else to do everything for you. It's like having a group project where you don't participate until the end and still want to act like you did something. No, 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 no. It's not like that in the real world. If you want something from this, you got to put it on it. And that's just the, the long or short of that. All right. So, all right. What else we got going on? Did I get to everything I wanted to get to? Uvalde, the book law professor. Oh, San Fran. Now, this is part of the reason, again, why I don't like drugs and people... You know, when I make anti-drug videos, I kind of get ratioed a little bit. People don't like it. Oh, man, it's just drugs. You can do whatever you want to your body. It's like the abortion argument, you know. But I've lived in these kind of areas. I've been in these areas where the drugs are so rampant. I know kind of what it is. I know what it is. Now, let's let's go to this uh, video right quick um, of a drug-infested area in San Fran and you're going to see little kids getting off of this public, uh, this bus right into the mix. It's a little bit of cussing, so please pardon it. You know, if you got little kids, cover their ears. And I'm going to address something as well that I saw in the video that you guys saw as well, but that wasn't really the problem. So There were, there were some things in this video that people noticed that wasn't actually the problem. Okay, but I'm going to address that. So you got this guy who's filming himself and then also filming kids getting off of a um, like a regular bus, a city bus. Come home from school. They're riding a regular bus trying to walk home. Hey, bye, kids. Y'all get home safe, okay? Y'all get home safe. Now, you got these little kids doing these little signs and stuff, like they're waving a gun. But that's not even the problem. I promise not the problem because look at where they're living. It's like, okay... <laughs> 
You're worried about these kids waving their gun, but look at look at where they live. Like, that's not even. I mean, that's not the actual problem. And then, really, what happened was one kid did it, so two of the kids copied him. My little my little partners out here, get home safe, all right. See that right there? That's you will understand why they would do something like that or do that gesture because of where they live in. So a little kid just said what he said. He said, get home safe. He said, get home safe too. Little kids, when they see stuff like that, they copy it. They copy things like that. So if a little kid will copy him, copy the other kid doing the, the, the gun gesture. If they see that, what, what do you think they're going to be doing? What do you think their mindset is? If they get off, if they get off the school bus and they got to go through this. Come on, man. Look at this. Drug addicts, trash, all over the place. Right off of the school bus. Oh, not school bus, public bus. Again, they, they, they leave in school trying to walk home through that. These little kids got to walk through this shit. This shit is crazy. So, yeah, this is what they got to go through. This is... um. Nancy Pelosi's district, San Francisco, little kids got off the school bus or the regular bus walking home and going through a completely drug-infested area. People underground shooting up drugs. Hey, bye, kids. Y'all get home safe, okay? Y'all get home safe. My little, my little partners out here, get home safe, all right? So one more time, so you, so you can see what I'm talking about. So imagine this 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 is your reality. You got to walk through this. This is why I'm talking. To, this is what I'm talking about with drugs. When, when you would just allow drugs to happen, when you just say like, if you if you legalize drugs in the place, this is the result. Drugs are essentially legal in California. Essentially, I'm not saying they're 100 legal. Don't get that twisted. You would still get busted for trying to you know move a million pounds of meth. But this is, if you allow users to just shoot up their drugs, do whatever they want to do, this is the result. Matter of fact, I got a video coming tomorrow about Starbucks. Starbucks are closing stores across the country because of stuff like this. They're outside doing that kind of stuff. But if there's a Starbucks right around the corner and they want to go in the bathroom and shoot up their drugs, what's going to happen? You're going to have needles on. And, and it's like you got regular normies that go to the bathroom and clean up these bathrooms. You got some 16 year old getting paid, you know, 12 bucks an hour to go clean up some dope fiends needles. They're, they're not. You got to bring in some kind of hazmat team or something. You can't pick up no needle on the ground. That somebody been shooting fentanyl in it. You, you can't. What I mean, come on. What are you doing? This right here is uh, is the result of. A lax on drugs, lax on crime, lax on just. If you listen to Gavin Newsom, he'll say that's freedom. He said, "Oh, it's freedom right here. It's, you could do whatever you want. You got freedom to be a dope fiend in public and shoot up your drugs and buy drugs and open air markets. You could do that in California, but you can't have a gun. You know, you, you can't have um, 
affordable living. And the more you have the widening between the rich and the poor with all these taxes and inflation and whatnot in the country and in California, especially when you have that going on, you're going to have more of this. You gonna have more of that. And if you allow it to happen, they will travel to San Francisco where that's at right there. Los Angeles, Seattle, Portland, just to be in the street and be a dope fiend. I was watching the video today and it was an interview with a woman that's a, a, a crack uh, addict in Los Angeles. And she says, I live out here because I want to. I could go home to my family, but I don't want to be around them getting high. I want to be out here getting high. I don't want to steal from them. I don't want to be a burden on them. I want to be out here. That's how they operate. They go to a sunny area, that rain too much. They get all kind of benefits, all kind of money. You got these stupid tech people that give them money on the streets. I never give a homeless person one red cent out of my pocket ever because nine times out of 10, they're a dope fiend or a drunk or a combination of both. And they want to take your money and go get high. I refuse. If you look, you kind of hungry, something like that. You want some food. All right, here's a sandwich, sir. Take this Big Mac and carry your hind parts over there. But I refuse to give you one red cent. That's going to be smoked up, shot up, drank up. And I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that to you. I'm not going to further your drug addiction or your alcoholism. Period. Oh, that's right, Philip. They get free paraphernalia. They get, they get free needles. Um, they get all that. They get everything they need. So if you want to be a dope fan, you could be a dope fan in San Francisco, California, and get all of what you need. You're pampered as a dope fiend out there. You're pampered more than the average citizen. You have more rights than the regular normal. You could go into the store. You could steal your toiletries and sell them on the streets. I've seen that too. Remember some of these videos where they um, were going to a Walgreens, right? Fill up a whole trash bag full of toiletries. Walk out of the store without getting arrested at all. They will set up a mat on the, on the street, right? And they, they will have all their products right there selling them individually for lower than what you would get it for in the store. Hold on. Soul Love Real says, I live, in San Francisco, I live in San Francisco. This is one of the cleaner drug addict sidewalk dumpsters. I kid you not. That's crazy. So you, you live out there and you see worse than that. That's crazy. That is nuts. But um, we got super chats on deck. I'm going to get to. And then we'll take calls in a little bit. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And I'm going to get to those in just a minute. Super chats on deck first, and then we get to the calls. Let me go over here where they are and, and get that rocking and rolling. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. First things first, let's go to Ptolemy Aetheling. I know I put it up. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Michael who says the United States should raise the voting age 35. You can't become president until that age anyway. I don't, I don't know about that one. I think that's not really appropriate, you know, because, you know, you, you could be 35 years old with a whole family and yeah, that's not really paying taxes. If you're going to raise voting age to that, then how about paying taxes age? How about um, going to war, military, police, fire? I, that's not really right. 
being president, being a leader, on the other hand, is a different story. You should be 35 years old to be a leader. You know, that that's that's probably appropriate for that. That's why when you're in the military, you you rank up as you are as you age, essentially. Not only because of your age, but you rank up with experience, which comes with age. Um, thank you to Ptolemy again for your donation. Thank you to Rats A, who says, there's respect, ABL. When you came to YouTube to find people like you and didn't, well, sir, you are unique and wonderful all to yourself. Much love. Thank you for that. That's a very kind um, uh, expression. Thank you for that. Thank you to Apple, who says, New York Times wrote a sympathetic article about Ray Epps. <laughs> uh, I, I can't can't tell I'm surprised on that one. Uh, Ptolemy says the media completely looks the other way to this rotten behavior. If Trump's children acted like this, we would never hear the end of it. Of course, of course, anything. Just like the whole thing with um, what was it? Uh, Trump Jr. and the meeting with the Russian lady talking about diapers or something. I don't know what that was about, but that was like uh, almost like going to, to. I was like I was like almost going to jail for that. They were talking about sending them to the penitentiary for that meeting. But you got a whole um, dope fiend, a whole crackhead, and Hunter, and that's totally fine. Not really a big deal. Oh, he was going through addiction. Leave him alone. He was going through addiction. Shut up. Shut up. That gets to Apple again who says, Ray Epps is a fed who incited Riot to entrap MAGA. Oh, of course. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Right say also says, ABO logic is... ABL logic is as logic does Hunter and Ashley intended to accidentally leave behind these evidences. Indeed are indeed intentional. They speak volumes. Yes. Well, I mean, if they did their own purpose, it would, it didn't make sense. And they most certainly do speak volumes. Um, Apple also says Ray Epps, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell and FBI are responsible for the deaths of Ashley Babbitt, Kevin Greeson, Benjamin Phillips and Roseanne Boyles. Also, Gateway Pundit and Revolver News prove J6 Fed frame. FBI snitches in Kansas City Proud Boys, of course. Any kind of group like that that's considered to be um that's considered to be like a white supremacist or some kind of racist group will have federales in it. Now I'm not saying they're all going to be feds, but there will be federales in it. Now the the level of federale activity, it all depends on the group. But I think most groups like that are going to be like that. You may even have some rogue guys that aren't feds that try to just infiltrate for their own purposes. You know, guys trying to make podcasts, other kind of corny stuff like that. You, know, you never know how people, how they operate and what their motives are. But anything like that as a big uh, platform, a big, it's like a, a it's high profile like that. There will be some federales in the mix. Please believe. Um, also, federales admit Kansas City Proud Boys tried to stop riot, prevent. That makes sense, too. Um, Apple also says RIP Seth Rich, July 10th, 2016, FBI has not solved murder. Uh, we already know what happened with that. They ain't going to solve that. Uh, he also says God liberate all J six mega Patriots from DC solitary and, um, ABO what state fair has the best corn dogs, best food. I have no idea. I've not been to all the state fairs in the country, so I couldn't really answer that question. No, I've not really been to a state fair in a long time. Not that I know of. I can't really remember. Um, also, Kai's Parchment says, Shinzo Abe wanted the Empire of Japan to be combat effective against the Chinese. 
They know that China has an axe to grind. Luckily, his party thinks the same. Well, yeah, shout out to Shinzo Abe for knowing that because they're going to need it because that could be very ugly with the Sea of Japan and Korea and North Korea. Eh. Also, ABL, what was your best summertime outdoor concert? Um, <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I don't want to say because that's kind of it is is it's kind of tricky, but it was a good concert. Put it to you that way. <laughs> it was a good concert. You know, back back in my young man days. I forget what the concert was, but it was it was like real romantic. I was like 18, 19. It was cool, but I don't want to say nobody's name or what it was. Because I don't get nobody in trouble. Not me, but nobody else. Um, also, Apu says. ABL camping tent cabin or trailer hot dog fire hot dog fire um I need a cabin for camping sir I'm not gonna be in no tent like I was outside yesterday sitting down on a on a bench and I got ate up I got all kind of bites on my legs I feel like I sat on the anthill it's crazy like not just like right like in on my knee area I don't know what happened but yeah that's not, that's not a very good feeling so no tents. I don't want no no ticks on me, no chiggers on me, no um, mosquitoes, rats, mollusks. I don't want anything like that on me. Snakes, give me a cabin. Point blank period. Give me a cabin and a grill, and I'll be good to go. Also, um, ABO, do you do cliff diving, bridge jumping? No. <laughs> uh, to keep it short, no. You know, I'll, I'll watch it on TV. You know, something like that. I might I might do like a rock climbing wall, indoor rock climbing or some kind of controlled rock climbing. I might do that. But cliff diving? No. You got the wrong one, sir. I ain't putting on no um no no wingsuit, no base jumping. Mm-mm. Apple also says Joe Biden sees tacos, Hillary has hot sauce, cringe. Yeah, that whole thing was kind of cringe. Uh with uh what's that? Um Jill Biden. Yeah, very cringe. John Modeski says, why is the border open while the economy is so bad? Because uh, it's part of the it's part of their um campaign promise to leave the border open, essentially. Uh, somebody says glamour camping. Yeah, I'm glamping all day long. You know what I mean? It, to the point where I want a house. G- give me a, a a house in the woods and I'll camp. Give me a grill outside with some logs around it. I consider that to be camping. I'm not gonna be in the tent. Um, let me see. John also says, y'all ever think that the ones who made the game still run it? It's a spiritual battle going on. Maybe so. Maybe that's kind of what's going on. Um, thank you to Mr. Wilmer for your donation. And Mr. Wilmer also says, fully mayor says he wants to resign due to crime. Yeah, I saw that. He was like, look, man, I'm tired of this. I don't want to have to go through this anymore. I think I already played that video as well. Let me see if I could put it up right quick. Oh, and um, nah, I almost said that right now. Let me put the video up right quick. <clears throat> I, I can't find it. But yeah, that was an interesting video. They were like interviewing them right there on the spot on the street where some shooting happened. He was like, look, I'm tired of this. Turn at the ceiling that night, worry about the next crime is going to happen, the next shooting, the next this, the next that. 
I'm ready to be go. I'm ready to be done being the mayor of Philadelphia. That's what he said. Essentially. <laughs> he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm out of here. Thank you to Stormworks for your donation with the 100. Thank you for that. Effort Ranger Xbox says Jerome Davidson wins best political ad ever. Love it. Yeah, that was good. Um, with the um, uh, uh, the the clan and the you know the AR and all that. That was good. Basically, man says Sleepy Joe, Pedo Joe, is turning our country into Canada. Yeah, essentially. And thank you to Handmade Handmade who says please check out 1776 Restoration Monument in DC now. Movement, pardon me, not Monument Movement. Okay, I'll check it out. I'll see what's going on with it. But you guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. So if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's go ahead and get cracking. Um, it's also a Skype email. If you want to get on that way, you could be right here. Bottom left-hand corner on the screen, talking about anything politically related. Uh, no, no cussing, no, no acting crazy. If you're drunk, uh, just enjoy the show, but don't call in, okay? Because some of you guys are nuts. But again, the number to call, 434-658-1220. If Skype acts up, it's not my fault. Please blame the white man. You know, I don't take no responsibility for it. But let's go ahead and get into it. 860, you're on the line. I'm going to speak it to Hey, Bill, it's up in a Ranger Xbox. All right, man, what's going on? Uh, nothing much. Well, a lot's going on, but I'm not going to talk about a lot because uh, I like to listen to some of the other great callers. But I had an epiphany the other day, and I just had to share it. All righty, go for it. Uh, okay. Uh, where I work at, they hired a, a couple months ago, they hired a, a I call him a kid, but he's 30 years old. He just got out of the Army. I was in the Army. He's Puerto Rican. He's from Puerto Rico. Great kid. I love having him around. Great guy. And uh, we talk a lot, of course. And uh, I got to talking to him, and I'm thinking, I'm like, uh, you know, it just occurred to me. AOC keeps telling everybody she's a person of color. That's not true. That's not one bit true because – if my high school dropout KLN remembers my history, because I love history, and I love reading about history, Spain conquered Puerto Rico, and all the natives that won Puerto Rico were taken to Spain, where they died very quickly of disease, starvation, and you know just being slaves, and they were replaced with Spanish people from where Spain at again? Hmm, is Spain on the African continent? Is Spain in Asia? No, Spain happens to be part of Europe. Guess what kind of people come from Europe? Ta-da! <laughs> so, you know, America took over possession of, of Puerto Rico after the Spanish-American War. Consequently, that's, you know, her lie number one. She's not a person of color. Well, you know, white is a color, but not the way they mean it. So anyway, line number two, she's not Puerto Rican. Her forefathers, her parents come from Puerto Rico, but she's never lived in Puerto Rico. She has nothing in common with the people of Puerto Rico. 
She has none of their values because she's from New York City. She's a New Yorker. Who ha- It's like me. I'm an American. My heritage is German and Russian. Now, here's the, the funny thing, a- ABL. You put me out in the sun for a couple of hours and her out in the sun for a couple of hours, I'll guarantee I'll get darker than she is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I lived in Florida for 26 years. I mean, I can get, uh, I mean, for a German, Russian, white, white guy, I can get pretty dark. I mean, I got people that, you know, when I go down to Peru or someplace in South America, Spanish to me all the time. You know, they can't tell. Because where do Spanish people come? What color of people live in Europe? Ta-da! I just, you know, the quickest way to make a conservative insanely mad is lie to them. The quickest way to make a liberal Democrat mad is tell them the truth. And I'll leave you with that, brother. Love your show. God bless America. Oh, we got to get rid of this new world order. Holland, Sri Lanka, South Africa, Ghana. I mean, the chips are starting to fall. We got people got to wake up. People have got to wake up. Y'all take care, brother. Love it. Bye. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right, shout out to one man for the call. Let's get to some more here. Let's go two eight nine in the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Can you hear me? Are you well? Uh, yeah, my name is Gonzalo. I'm uh, calling a long-time listener, big uh, fan of your YouTube channel. I'm calling from Canada, by the way. All righty, what's going on? Yeah, it's sort of a comment about, uh, I saw your previous video earlier, earlier today about the uh, that insane woke professor and the, the Josh Howley exchange and um, I think uh, Rex Murphy, he's one, one of Canada's best political analysts and commentators, called this is basically the cult of wokeness. This has become like the 21st century's version of the Spanish Inquisition, that if you're not woke, somehow you're racist, sexist, misogynist, homophobe, xenophobe, right? And Holly was right to question on that and said, okay, well, I mean, I'm sorry, but simple biology, man can give birth and women cannot, cannot. And, uh, you know, you, were, you mentioned earlier about the about the role about her rolling her eyes like uh, like some condescending <laughs> and typical S social justice SJW woke type, right? So I'm just wanted to say it's just uh, by the way, what about Rex Murphy saying this is the cult of woke? Well, yeah, that's essentially wokeness 101, right? I mean, it's unfortunate it's it's infesting every single nook and cranny of our culture. That's all I wanted to say. And but anyway, yeah, I, I like your. Like uh, like your video, like your commentary on it. So uh, yeah, keep it up. <laughs> keep up the good work. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's everywhere. You know, being SJW, being super woke, is everywhere. You can't really stop it. It's crazy, but you can't stop it. You know, it, it all depends on where you are, where you live, how you operate. You you can stop these things from taking root in your society for sure. Nine one eight, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, baby? Oh, it's baby Scott from Oklahoma. How you doing, buddy? It's all good, man. What's happening? Hey, not a lot, man. Um, I just wanted to comment about that Uvalde video in the school there. You know, 
I don't know, all of these shootings that have not just happened recently, but I mean, heck, you can go all the way back to the Kennedy assassination. They've all got one thing in common, that there are tons of unanswered questions that we'll never know the answers to. So, you know, it's so hard to really believe the narrative coming from the news when you hear about these shootings. I, I don't think I really can't believe everything they tell me about it. I really can't. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's like, what what do you believe? Because they, they put out so much information, and then sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong. So it's like, what do you what what do you think about the whole situation? It's kind of it's, it's it, it kind of gets confusing a little bit. It does, yeah. And then people start asking questions, and you know, then you get these theories going on in your head, you know, and then they'll call you a conspiracy theorist, you know. But, I mean, you look at Sandy Hook. I mean, that's when we were, I would say, first introduced to crisis actors. There are some very disturbing videos about that incident of uh, parents, you know, that supposedly lost their kids off screen, you know, joking and laughing around. And once the camera goes on them, you know, they got these tears in their eyes and they're all sad. I mean... That's some messed up stuff right there. And I really think that it's all an agenda um, by the deep state to eventually try to take away guns. That's what they want. They're they're not going to stop. These shootings are going to keep going until, you know, they won't be happy until they take away everyone's guns. So that way we can never have any power again. Yes, yeah, that's, that's ultimately that's that's probably the goal right there because uh, you know there's all there's always an agenda for a lot of these things that go on and it, 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 like just like with the whole Uvalde thing, now they have the the new gun control bills they pass on on a federal level, and then some of the states are going to go a little bit further. It's it's, it's always that constant creep. They they keep passing this, past that, and it just it keeps going on and on. And it's like, will, will it ever stop? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But that's all I wanted to say, man. Just my, you know, thoughts on that issue. So, uh, love you, man. Love everybody in the chat, all the callers, and you have a good night, buddy. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right, later. Yeah, very good points that were made. Very, very good points that were made. Uh, I, it's, it's definitely they they see what's happening right now and they take advantage of it. They they want to use it for their own benefit. For their own purposes, you know, it's a good crash. Can't let it go to waste. That's what that is. Let's go six two six on line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, hi, ABL. This is James from California. I spoke with you on your last live stream. All right, man. What's going on? Oh, I'm just um, I was um, gonna mention about the video that you're going to make tomorrow about the Starbucks closing down. Yes. Um, these stores, well, basically they're basically democratic run cities where I live in Los Angeles right here. They um, passed the free needle exchange back in 2018. It turned out that actually a couple of employees were cleaning up and they got stuck by that needle. Oh, so they opened that, they opened back in policy 
uh, meaning that they'll just let anybody go and use their bathrooms. And uh, even these guys are high on fentanyl or heroin, it poses a threat to the public. And it's just an example, like their utopia is starting to become a reality. You know, it's turning around and now they're shutting down the stores. And uh, the other thing is that you're right about San Francisco. Um, you got to remember, Newsom, Gavin Newsom used to be the mayor for San Francisco. That was the district before. And now you see the condition that it is. And um, it's, it's, it's getting pretty bad here, too, in Los Angeles. So, but that's pretty much all I wanted to say. And uh, I'm glad that uh, you're going to put a video out tomorrow and you're going to put some content out there and let people know, like, realize what the real problem is out here. And it's like you said, you can go to these states and become a professional crack smoker basically exactly you get, you, get, you get paid like, like you're getting paid to smoke crack it's crazy and i see like my local city here it's getting pretty bad as well we have a lot of local homeless people around and pretty much the police are their hands are are, are pretty much full because this is one of the la county um, has gotten defunded because of police reform so they, they really ain't doing much about it. They don't even get a court hearing. They just let them go. Uh, same thing where I worked at. These states able to steal up to $980 because of Prop 47. And uh, they don't even get a, like, like I said, a court hearing. They let them out, and, and then they're, they're, they're gone. That's but, crazy. Uh, yeah, that's pretty that's bad. That's pretty bad right now, thing going on. But um, I, I just want to ask you a real quick question. Um, would you ever like to run for office and get involved in like uh, politics? Um, I may, I may do that. I get asked a question a lot of times. People that don't even really know me sometimes they ask me that question. They just see me in public for some reason. So I'm not. If if that question gets asked enough to me, eventually I may do it just because I'm I'm being called to do it. But I wouldn't want to do it just because. Like I, I wouldn't want to just. I don't have ambitions of being a politician, but if it was a thing that I was called to do, I'd do it. In Virginia, I think it'd be more of a conservative state right there. You would have a good chance, you know, to run for office in most districts where you're at. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, that's what I want to say. Just, um, I, I can't uh, wait to see your video tomorrow. I look forward to it. But, uh, man, I was doing uh, research about when, when they started that three needle exchange back in 2018 and then it just ran, ran rampant after that and got out of control. So they're forced to shut down some stores now because of it. Of course. I mean, anybody could have seen it coming. Mm-hmm. Like when, when they did that back then, I predicted this would happen. I knew it would happen because I know how the crackheads are. They don't, they don't change their stripes. It's, it's, they, they're the same. They're going to go in the bathroom, get loaded, you're going to have employees having to clean up behind it. It's just not going to go very well. And with the crackheads, it's going to come to crime. So now they're in danger. Easy. Anybody could have seen it coming. But now they have seen that this didn't work out. It was a failed experiment. Now they got to abort mission. Jump ship. Yeah, and it just becomes a reality now that you can't allow a free open bathroom to all the public, even if they're not paying patrons. 
and this is the result of it. Um, yeah, I just want to get off the phone real quick because I know you've been real busy, but uh, if you ever do um, get into politics, you know, you got my support. Thank you, man. I appreciate uh, you. I always support your videos. Um, I watch your videos, and you always have a pretty good outlook on things, you know, common sense. I appreciate that, man. Thank you for the call. It's, uh, it's, re- it's refreshing. All right, you have a good night. God bless you, ABO. Thank you, uh, man. It's nice talking to you again. Likewise. Good night, bro. Yeah, man. The whole thing with Starbucks. Remember that? I covered the Starbucks thing. It Was that back in 2018? I'm not sure when that was. It was some years back. I covered the Starbucks thing here on the channel because there was a protest. Remember that whole thing where there was a guy, it was a black guy. I think it was in Philadelphia. And he was sitting down at the Starbucks. And then the baristas were like, hey, you got to buy something or you can't be right here. You're like loitering. But then it was this, this lawyer dude that came out and he was waiting for. It became a whole big thing. So then it was like, you can't deny somebody the ability to be in a Starbucks. It's for their community. All kind of just lofty, ridiculous, stupid stuff, right? So then that became, well, use, you can use the bathroom for whatever you want to. There shouldn't be any locks or restraints on it. But I knew once they did that, it was going to be open to, you're going to be able to, you're pretty much advertising Starbucks as a place to go get high. Because you're in certain, like certain neighborhoods, you cannot just use the bathroom. Like if you're in a downtown area, you can't go into a store and use the bathroom, typically. That's not how that works. You got to go find a public restroom somewhere, go to a hotel and check in and use the bathroom there. You're not going to find public restrooms in the highly populated downtown area because they know the dope fiend's going to be in there taking baths, living in there, shooting up drugs, doo-dooing everywhere. They know that. But when Starbucks allows it now, okay, boom. I can't go here, 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 here with this bathroom or shoot my drugs, but I can go there. Now you're bringing all the crackheads to descend upon the Starbucks. You're, you're, you're funneling them right there. It's dangerous. So, of course, that's, that, that didn't work. Failed experiment. Now they got to just try to reboot. 650, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Jeffrey. All righty, what's going on? Oh, uh, I just wanted to uh, um, um, just mention that, that that you got this nailed, Vince. I mean, and, and as far as the Gavin Newsom thing goes, the 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 guy's a total cocaine addict, and um, <laughs> and that Kimberly Guilfoyle went over to, to the Trump side, <laughs> and it it I work for the city and county of San Francisco. I know, I know this guy. And and the guy's just a total piece of shit. And, Wait, well, hold on, you can't, and, can't um, hold on, hold on, you can't curse. That's all. There's one one rule. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so you're saying he's he's on drugs? He's a he's a coke addict. Oh yeah, oh it's it's a known fact in the city. Known fact. Hmm. Interesting. I just want to, you know, I don't I don't want to type your time on, online or anything like that, but, but you've got this nailed, man. You've got these guys nailed. And I just, just hope that you uh, keep it up, man. I just, I'm a big fan and, um, and, um, uh, I hope you keep it up. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you, man. All righty. So yeah, shout out to him, but I'm going to do a video on that Starbucks because I caught that years ago. I mean, I'm not some kind of sage. Anybody could have seen that coming, really. I mean, good grief. 304, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? 
Here's the Jeff ABL. How you doing tonight? Uh, everything's all right about yourself. I'm uh, pretty good. Uh, welcome to America. I didn't go here and sentence in every speech and a breakfast taco in every pot. Am I right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's getting bad. <laughs> Uh, let's see what we've got right down here on the, uh, script. Uh, uh, repeat the line is definitely on there, <laughs> uh, but he's out of his mind at this point, isn't he? He is. I mean, he's, he's somewhere else. He's not, he's not, he's no, he's no longer on earth anymore at this point. That's really, they were showing this Dr. Jill Biden in her taco speech. And I'm like, what is she a doctor like gray or, uh, John <laughs> Cena, the doctor of thugonomics, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> My only other guess is maybe a psychiatrist because she's completely surrounded by psych ward patients. That they, that may, that probably fits right there. I will, I'll tell you, this is a little bit of a change of subject. Boy, as Americans, we should be shamed having Canadians calling into the show, letting Americans know how woke they are. Hey, <laughs> what's next? A Frenchman will call in and tell us how filthy we are. It's getting bad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to call in and say hi tonight. Uh, also, you had somebody over there in your uh, chat saying uh, AOC needs to make him a drink. Can't you put arsenic in your own Kool-Aid, bud? <laughs> you, you can do but, that. Just no, do that. Get out of the way. That's it. Well, anyway, I was going to call in and say hi and have a little laugh with you, ABL. Keep the show rolling. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. Bye, bud. All right, great call as always. And you guys are fantastic as an audience, as always, as well. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. You know, I can't do the show without y'all. All righty. 929, you're in line. I'm going to speak to how are you? It's all good. What's happening? Uh, yes. Uh, the video that you just saw in, uh, the, uh, what the district name again? I mean, no, the county that's our granddaughter, Mark shooting. What is the county name again? You talking about Uvalde, Texas? Yes, Uvalde, Texas. So I am looking at the Odyssey right now, and there is a video that is uh, one out one hour with uh, 22 minutes so you may want to look at up uh, yeah i've seen it uh, like uh, the video I, the, the video i showed was just like a little snippet but i've seen that there's also a a longer video of all the footage from inside the school uh, yes it is totally one hour did you see it yes i've seen that oh you you see that one hour video too, right? Yeah, it's on YouTube as well. Oh, okay, okay. So, man, I mean, Anthony, you you should stop. Um, you should stop answer the call from the Ivan the Soikat. I, I didn't. So you say what now? I, I mean. Ivan the Soikat. That, that the last week he, he said that the reason why the brand inflation, the brand price hike, caused the gas price increase is because the the oil industry's fault. 
but we all know that, like, just about this week, uh, Brandon and his healthcare worker, I mean, since Brandon is a potato and branded, so he cannot do anything. <laughs> so he needs his healthcare worker uh, to send the, the oil and gas uh, from the emergency uh, to the foreign country like uh, Europe and uh, Asia. You you do hear that new way? Yeah, he's trying to get more oil from other places rather than producing here. Uh, no, no, no. He's saying out oil from the. He's saying out oil emergency to the foreign country. Oh, you said you said he sent it. Yeah, he sent some oil to China. Oh no no, I mean he's just doing this right now. He's saying oil to the Europe country and the Asian country, not uh, not years ago when he's still a vice president. I say like this year. This year, right now. Okay. Oh yes, and also we do know that, like he blocked the oil and gas chilling in the Alaska, and I believe it also in in New Mexico too, right? And also he blocked the new new offshore uh, gas chilling and and the oil chilling in the ocean too. He blocked also the Keystone XL and a lot of uh, domestic oil production. Yes, uh, don't forget that he signed the, 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 the climate communist chain too. Right, right on. We see why our oil and price, price like increase like crazy right now. And we do remember that they once, the fake news media once said, they say, oh, there, there is no such thing as inflation. It, it, it never exists. It is a conspiracy theory. But then they come out, oh, inflation is good, uh, but it will end. <laughs> and, and then they say, oh, inflation is good. It's a good thing. Oh, inflation is an uh, oil industry fault. Oh, and they, oh, inflation is the Putin fault. Oh, inflation is jump fault. The brand that so I don't know why even the the soy cock, uh listen to those like picking clouds. Right on, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, so you should stop answer him, man. I mean, every every time you answer his call, like a very god, like a very audience uh, of your soul. Like they literally lose their brain cells uh, from his friend there, talking boy. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But I thank you for the call. As always, definitely appreciate you. All right, let go, Brandon, and the shot must flow. <laughs> All righty, shout out to him for the call. I thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoy what you are hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. This is also a podcast we're recording right now, live, and it'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platforms at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. So we're on the Wednesday show right now. This will be available Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on 
Spotify, Google Play, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. Links for that will always be in the description box or go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. And of course, we already got the, the numbers always in the, the, the ticker, always in the description box as well. All right, I'm going to read some of the comments right here. And as I restart Skype, I think it might be having a little bit of an issue. Matter of fact, now nah, I think we good. Let's 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 do this. Nine one nine on line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, ABL. This is Lynn from North Carolina. All righty. So, yeah, I, I love your your channel. I love your shows. Um, and I just, as a black female Republican, I'm so embarrassed. I'm tired of seeing all these black women who are just doing crazy stuff like the professor, the woke professor, um, the twerking senator, the young lady who got mad at her baby's daddy for, you know, bringing her son, his son McDonald's. It's just embarrassing. So I'm just hoping one day we'll get some, you know, some real women with some sense who will be in the news instead of all these woke women. You know, there are a lot of us out here, a lot of black female conservative, you know, and we, I guess we just don't do things that make the news like that. So uh, I'm not to insult your audience's intelligence, but there are those of us who are out there. We just don't make the news, but it's a lot of us who are out there. So just, I just want to say that <laughs> and not to be, I'm try, not trying to be racist. It's a racial thing because that's the trend that I've seen, you know, in the last few months, a lot of these black women who are out there, it's just embarrassing. So, you know, there's a lot of us who are out here who have some sense. Absolutely. I, I, so, I agree 100%. I'm sorry, what was that? I said I agree 100%. And it is embarrassing because, you know, they get a lot of attention, they get a lot of publicity. Then it's like it casts a bad light on all of us. So I, I agree with you 100%. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. I appreciate you. Uh, I enjoy uh, when I get onto YouTube and I see your videos pop up. So I love watching your videos. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm a great supporter of you. Well, thank you. For thank the you. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. All right. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Let's go to 701. You don't know who I'm speaking to. Antiview. How are you doing tonight, ABL? Oh, it's all good. What's happening? Oh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. It's been a long time since I called in because I've been super busy with work. So I thought I'd carve out some time for you in the audience today. <laughs> um, what do you think about that that map of the Mediterranean Sea in the United States? Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. Like, um, So for the audience, if you don't know, um, <laughs> so there's this map floating around that supposedly shows America if we don't stop climate change. And really all it is is a Mediterranean Sea superimposed on the center of North America, I mean, like the United States. And pe people are believing it, like, oh, man, we got to stop climate change. It's like you, you don't see Italy right there carved out. You don't see, like, the Mediterranean Sea outline. That's crazy. Besides that, I grew up in, you know, Minnesota, North Dakota Valley, and I know that I'm going to be the first one underwater. <laughs> like that Hudson Bay starts flowing and it goes right up through the Mississippi and I'm underwater. So just by having my basic 
knowledge, not being a map junkie like you are, but just having my basic knowledge, I knew immediately <laughs> that was wrong. How many stupid people do we have walking around this country right now? Let's be honest. Right, it's, it's crazy. A lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> so all these very intelligent people, you know, I bet they have no idea what's going to happen when the railroad decides to shut down because the union, they all decide to strike. Have you heard about that? I, d- I did not hear about that. Yeah, there's major talks. So my husband's a, a train nerd. He likes trains like you like maps, okay? Okay. So he is super into exactly what's going on with the trains right now. And everybody's getting angry because they're having to work, you know, they already work seven on and two off and eight on and two off. Now they're like 14 on and two off. Mm. So they're not seeing their families. They're not seeing their kids grow up and they're not getting certain you know, benefits because, oh, well, sorry, we can't pay you more because this is all we have. Wow. I wonder if some of them are also like realizing that, hey, I'm voting Republican, but my union is giving all my money to the Democrats. Maybe they're opening their eyes to that, too. Uh, maybe so. They should if they're not opened up. For sure. Um, also, have you heard about the <laughs> the purge that happened in Minneapolis on the 4th of July? Did you get to see those videos by chance? No, I did not hear about that. A purge? Oh, so, okay. You have to look up 4th of July downtown Minneapolis fireworks. People were literally driving around downtown Minneapolis shooting bottle rockets and big, not even bottle rockets, bigger than that, like huge fireworks out of their car windows at buildings in downtown Minneapolis. There was like 890 phone calls to 911 that didn't even get taken because the, I mean, if I was a cop in Minneapolis, I would have long gone to a different state by now. (laughs) Of course. You got to look that up. It's insane. I, I think I think I did see that. Like it was it was a video. Somebody from their like a upper level apartment or something, and then somebody was chasing somebody with a fire like with fireworks. They were like shooting at people. Mm-hmm. Like going around downtown in multiple different cars, just shooting them off at different. It was it was nuts. I'm really hoping that they can kick Ilham Omar out and that uh, she can just maybe go to New York with her other buddy. Because she's doing nothing for Minnesota, that's for sure. But I'm going to get off because you got other calls coming in. So I hope you have a great night. Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Bye. All right. Great call. But yeah, that, that map was crazy, wasn't it? Like, I saw that right away. I'm like, okay, that's, that's Mediterranean Sea. That's Italy right there. I see uh, Cyprus and Malta and Sicily, all that kind of stuff. But I'm a I'm a map guy, but still, the 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 boot should have been a dead giveaway right there. It's like you don't see you don't know what it looks like, you 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 don't know. I mean, come on. And then it didn't make any sense because you know some places are below sea level, like Florida. Well, not below sea level, but close to sea level, like Florida, um, New Orleans. But those places were not underwater. Eight three two, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yeah. Uh... Hello, is it BL? Speaking to you, what's happening? Hey, how you doing, man? It's all good, boss. What's happening? Uh, everything is good. Uh, you know, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, this is James. Um, calling from Darius, Texas. Um, 
I'm currently deployed to the border. So, so uh, right now this morning, I don't know if you heard this morning, we had we had about 1,000 people crossing through the river to the other side, uh, Lego Pass. So it's getting worse. I think a lot of people from the other side never knew that we already have a new law in Texas that we have to dump them around back to Mexico. So maybe uh, the cartel already knows of they try to rush to the U.S. move all the people they already got money from, move them to the U.S. So we've been busy here. And I just wanted you to know if you can do more research on that this morning in uh, in uh, Eagle Pass. I'm currently deployed to the border, so I'm in the area right now. Yeah, I, I definitely want to look into it because that's... That situation is just really crazy. So I definitely will look a lot into that. Yes, I mean, it's, it, it, it's so sad. I wasn't even born in Madison, but I've been here for a long time. I, I was born and raised in Nigeria, but I joined the military, uh, Texas in uh, National Guard. And I mean, it, 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 it is like a blow in my face when I see people just crossing the border. Meanwhile, you have a lot of people who try, you know, trying to make it down here through legal means and, you know, being on the list for three, four, five years and they're still waiting. And people just cross to the border and then they have everything that, you know, the taxpayer is paying for. They have it for free. Right. Yeah, that's, that's all I got to say, so I don't want to waste your time or give other callers to make call. Thank you. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right, man. Great, great call. Yeah, the, the border situation is crazy. So hopefully we can get that under control. You know, the way it is right now, it's like, what can be done? Well, we know we know what can be done, but what will be done? That's, that's the question. So shout out to everybody going back down there trying to make a difference because we, we definitely need everybody that can't go down there. We, we need them down there for sure. We need them down there for sure. Okay, let's go. Great, great call. 615 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's going on, man? It's Boom. How are you doing, man? It's been a while. Yeah, been a little while, man. What's going on with you? Man, I got one little thing. Uh, just hear me out on it, though. It's, it's, it ain't really a disagreement with you. It honestly ain't a disagreement with you. But let's go back to the kids coming off the uh, the bus. Yeah. So when I first saw that video... The first thing I saw was them kids throwing up the, the guns and throwing up the one little kid throwing up gang signs and throwing up the guns. And I'm like, these kids are probably like 10 years old, maybe 12, if they're lucky, maybe. And then when the dude's like, yeah, you you kids be safe, you kids be safe. Every uh, Dude, there's pop, 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 pop in the camera and nobody's saying nothing about that. The only person that said anything about that was, uh, shout out to Jericho Green. He's the only person that said something about that. So, uh, that's one thing. And then when it showed the crackheads, dude, I literally just busted out laughing. Cause I was like, look at this. They're coming off the bus ghetto. Mom and daddy ain't, ain't teaching them nothing. They're getting raised by the gang culture. If you listen to this rap music that's going on with the drill music, Victor can tell you all about that. So that's what they're getting raised on. And they're all like, oh, yeah, pop, 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 boom, boom, boom. And then when they come off the bus, 
they're walking right up in the skid row. And I'm like, and but the thing about it is, everybody's looking at the skid row going, oh, my goodness, they got to walk through this. Uh, yeah, because that's what that's what California is doing. Now, if I was the mayor of that joint, I'm just telling you right now, I would roll up in there and arrest everybody. All y'all doing crack on the streets, y'all, it's, it's time. Y'all, it's, it's time to wrap this up. Let's go. Boom, boom, boom. I lock everybody up. Bow, 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 bow. Clean that whole place up, pressure wash that joint, and let them kids come off that bus the right way. And that would be one thing to clean everything up. But the second thing to clean everything up is these, these parents, man, got to start doing something at home with these kids. Because all these kids are here killing each other. It's, it's the gang culture going on. It's the music. I've been doing a whole lot of research late, lately, and uh, No Jumper is doing nothing but pushing gang culture every single day on their platform. And all these kids are going to that, listening to all these fools and all these rappers, Lil Dirk and all them are talking about smoking tuca and smoking each other. We got dudes in Memphis getting popped every single day, and ain't nobody even trying to pay attention to that because we got some idiots in the White House that thinks that all this is good to keep all these crackheads, keep all these people killing each other. It's going to be all good. Don't even worry about it. It's all big, one big smoke screen, and he's going to make it be all right. You know what I'm saying? And nobody wants to look at all these problems. It's all problems. And they just want, they, I don't understand why, why do you think they want it so bad? Why do they want so much death? Why do you think they want so much crack? Why do you think they want so much homelessness? What is it, man? Do you have any idea? Because I'm still trying to figure it out. Well, I think that they have a policy of not arresting these people and just kind of letting them do their thing because they want to please the very liberal people in the, in the city. So if they start cracking down and locking, locking people up, then they start to lose favor with the, you know, the, the big rich people, the big tech people, they start to lose favor that way. And then also there's money to be made. If you are a dope fiend on the streets, there's all kind of NGOs around, there's all kind of tax money around. And, you know, it's kind of like the whole Hunter Biden and Joe Biden thing, 10 for the big guy. That's, that's what it is. So it's money-making, it's control, it's power, it's all of that. You you benefit from having this low class of people there because it, it just it helps you politically. Yeah. I, man, it's it's kind of sick, you know what I'm saying? It's sick that, that, that that's what they do. Uh, and and they you, you got a point. They really are like, uh, what do you call that? They're, they're like gaining what they want to gain off of these people being in poverty, you know, it's kind of sick, you know, and uh, then to piggyback off of that, those little kids that was hitting those cops and cussing at those cops, dude, I ain't gonna lie, I have seen that with white kids too, where I came up from, little white kids would be that way too, uh, I came up in the hood, I seen little black kids doing that, that's like a, a thing too in the hood where them mamas, them 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 mamas just don't even care. They them little kids was out there in the underwear, man. That little girl was out there. Was she was she even wearing a diaper? No shirt. Don't even care. Just out there in the mud, man. Don't even care. And you got two cops standing there once again. Go ahead and like you say, let me rule by fiat. Hey, go ahead and let me be one of them cops. I don't care if I was a white cop or not. I said, hey, check this out, little kid. You going with me? I'm I'm taking you to the state. 
It's time to, t- to pick you up, you up out of here, because you don't need to be here. This mo- Whoever your parents are are not taking care of you. That is complete child abuse. I would never let any little kid talk to me like that. They should have snatched them kids up, took them on, and just threw them on in there. And this, I heard they were looking for a murder suspect at their house anyway. So, dude, it's just complete chaos and ghetto, ghetto-ness overflowing. And to beat it all, the president's son is busted big time smoking crack on the phone. His daddy's name is Pedo Peter in the phone, and ain't nobody talking about it but us, man. That's what's real sad. I'm going to leave you with that, ABL, man. Great show. Great chat. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to Jericho Green coming in tonight, man. Peace out, ABL. Good talking to you, brother. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. All right, good call. The only thing about those kids and the whole gang sign thing is like, you, you got to ask yourself, why are they doing that? Like, what kind of environment do they live in where they think it's okay to like throw little signs in front of the camera? Like, that's that's the actual problem is where they live in. And you, you, can, you get off the bus and you see this, this filth. I mean, how's their home life like? They probably ain't that much better. Three zero one, you're on the line. I'm speaking to. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Benjamin Bussey from uh, uh, living in Tacoma Park. I, I have, uh, I got to turn the screen, screen down. Okay, you had a problem with um, just the observation about uh, Joe Biden. I, I call Joe Biden a pervert king. And the reason why I say that is because he's done this numerous times and he's done it on camera, so the whole world sees what he's doing. And also the entourage around him, the Secret Service knows that he's what he's doing, and the parents of these children, uh, mainly little girls, know what what they're doing. And it also seems like they're, they they deliberately give these little girls to Joe Biden. The video that you showed about the girl, I noticed that um, she was she had her back turned towards Joe Biden, and uh, and I don't know if they, I don't know, and it could be. What's, what, what can even make it even more diabolical is if these parents tell these children that, hey, we're going to put you in front of Joe Biden and you, we just want you to stand there. And, he, and, he's, he, and at a certain point, he's going to sniff on you. And he's done this numerous times and it's always a lot of people around him. Even when he's signing um, his, uh, his, uh, whatever those things he be signing, there's always, there always happen to be a little girl there. And they, everybody knows that he's going to do this. So my thing is, hey man, he, this this cat is. If you the parents and if the Secret Service, all of them are in the know. So my question is, what is uh, what is Joe Biden? What type of example is he is he um, is he is he setting? And what and what type of devious dark behavior is he into? And you know, and and that's all I got, man. I thank you for your uh, your show, man. I always learn a lot from it, and have a good evening. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Okay. All right. Great call. Points were made. Let's go to 860. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, BL. It's just another far right Latina. How are you? Oh, it's all good. How about yourself? All right. Um, did I hear you say that fentanyl is the biggest cause of death? Among 18 to 45? That's correct. 
did the CDC say anything about it? Um, I don't recall if they did. Because if that's a fact, then two things came to mind. Number one, can we really say that a cop killed Floyd? No. And the second thing was, uh, you said it was a man-made drug. So I'm thinking, since it's killing most other people, is there a vaccine for it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I don't think there's a vaccine that you could just take and, you know, I, th- I think it's just out there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, because we're supposed to save lives, right? That's correct. Anyway, um, the situation at the border is insane. I thought it was uh, interesting that you pointed out, thank you, about common sense gun laws, because they had asked Kathy Hochul about this over in New York, if she had any data regarding the uh, correlation with mass shootings and legal gun owners, and she said she didn't need the numbers because she just needs to focus on common sense gun laws or something like that. Uh, Why don't they apply that to the border? Right. That's, that's That's a good point. Just like you said, because it's not just the guns, it's the drugs and whatever else is coming through there. It's, it's everything. You know, they got the human beings, like the actual slaves coming through. You have everything coming across. They, they want to leave that wide open, but then they want to talk about gun control. It's just, it seems kind of silly. Now, this attack that they have with the um, far-right Latinos or Latinx or whatever, <laughs> what they're trying to do to Myra Flores ever since she won, Um, I think CNN said that about her, and then before that, or recently, New York Times said that she's not the real deal, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Um, Since they're letting everybody come across, um, I'm I'm wondering if they're thinking that they're uh, traitors or betraying them, because what if they don't vote their way, because this influx is supposed to be to their benefit? Mm. And she won in a border town. Right. That's a very I don't good point. Think like that. Yeah, they, they they probably don't like what's going on because, like you say, they, they probably want them to vote for Democrats because they're the ones that quote unquote let them in, and it's not going that way. So they they might feel betrayed. And then the other thing is, it was really difficult to listen to that professor <laughs> when she was saying that men can get pregnant. Sometimes I have to mute those things because they're just uh, they're hard to watch. I didn't know that you could go to a Senate hearing or whatever these things are called and say, you know, ignore the question and say that you want to um, answer a more interesting one that you come up with yourself. Yeah, I think that's probably not um, what you can't do, but she just decided to do it anyway. I, you know, I don't know how that works. I don't think she's under oath or anything. I think it's just kind of a, kind of a dog and pony show to a certain extent. But if she was under oath, then she most certainly couldn't do it. Because they're just there to uh, talk about something that they support and want to be heard. That's all it is. Like, it's open to anybody? I suppose so. And then she brought up the Texas laws, and I thought to myself, you know, she was saying that the the same red states that have the abortion rules also have the, the, the voting ban or whatever, and she singled out Texas, and I'm so confused because I don't know if, did you ever see that rapid-fire question session with uh, Republican who was asking one of the Texas Democrats about all the voter rules in her state, and she could barely answer any of the questions? Oh, I think I did see that. She's one of the ladies that they they had fled because they didn't want to vote. And I have the stats right in front of me because I'm a little confused because she said Texas ranks the top 10 for black voter turnout in the country. 
Um, when it came to voter registration, when it came to voter turnout, even Democrats support voter ID, um, blacks support voter ID, and the Hispanic, the Hispanic community also supported voter ID, and the least amount of people that turned out to vote were Hispanics. Hmm. Interesting. So I don't know where they come out with this voter stuff because they keep mentioning it, but they never include the data. Right. Well, I guess for their audience, they don't need to. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'll leave you with this. After Dr. Jill, she said something foolish again. I could care less if she thinks of me as a breakfast taco as long as gas is cheap. Yeah, that's right. Hey, like, you know, that's that's probably the most important thing. The whole breakfast taco, okay, that's great. But uh, can we get a little relief at the pump? Can we get it down to about 250 maybe? I, that, that'd that be great. Hello. But that's actually for Mexicans, right? So maybe she thinks of Mexicans as breakfast tacos. I think the rest of us were bodegas in the Bronx. All yeah. right. Well, I'm glad I got through. <laughs> Thanks for taking my call, BBL. Good night. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye. Yeah, great call as always. And you guys are fantastic for being here. But yeah, I mean, let's get let's get that gas down. How about that? We can, you know, all all, all is forgiven. If if you want to be forgiven, Joe Biden, for the whole breakfast taco comment, let's get that gas down to about let let's get it, let's get it below three dollars and then we go from there. Let's let's start there. Have that be a good starting point. Two ninety nine, that'd be a good start. Let's get it back to where it was when you when you came into the the, um, the White House, yeah, I'll 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 be cool with that if you can get that cracking, for sure. All right, that's that's kind of what that is. All right, but you guys are fantastic. You know the calls have been great tonight. Thank y'all for for being here. Couldn't do it without you. You got a little bit more time. The number to call four three four six five eight one two two zero again. Uh, four three four. Six five eight one two two zero. I'm gonna give you my number. I almost gave you the Tennessee number by mistake, cause it's like similar. The four two three four three four. Sometimes I might just kind of I'll start incorrectly and keep going, but I've not given you my actual phone number yet. One of my phone numbers. I ain't gonna. I, you know I won't give you. I got a bunch of phone numbers. You know what I mean? Cause I do some other stuff, but that's a different story. Yeah. So the short version of what? The short version of, I'm seeing this comment right here. It says CB, uh, some short version is on YouTube. People are praising their media shows, the edited version. Oh, are you talking about the breakfast taco kerfuffle? Is that it or something else I'm missing? I have to see. You know, I, That's why I like seeing the full story so I can know exactly what's going on. 410, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, this is Israel calling from Washington State. All right, man, what's going on? So, uh, you know, it, it wasn't one of your topics. You gave so much uh, topics to choose from, either. Uh, one of them is I like to just talk in general about the U.S. economy. Um, you start seeing, I know you have a very educated uh, audience. Um, however, you know, there's, you know, the U.S. economy has been um, propped up by the government. Right, whether it's stimulus, printing money, and so you start seeing some of that start to crack, right? Like the economy, you start seeing um, like Alphabet, you know, Google uh, say they're not going to hire any more people. 
uh, Redfin laying off people, uh, Zillow, a lot of tech companies are laying folks off, Starbucks closing down stores, uh, whether it's a series of violence or the unionization of their workers, right? That's like another plausible thing that why they're closing them down. Um, uh, Americans are in debt, right? Uh, I saw the, the statistics for, <clears throat> excuse me, for the auto loans. Some say $1.4 trillion. Some say $1.6 trillion that uh, Americans are in debt. It's like an all-time high in, in automotive loans. Um, banks loosened up the restrictions on loans the last couple of years. Um, repos are up, right? Because, you know, during right now the inflation, you know, folks, whether, you know, they're going to start clamping down, right? The, the rising uh, prices in gas. Um, housing, and so just in general, though, just like a just like a PSA ABL, that um, let's let's uh, let's let's all be on the watch, you know, on how how we spend our money, um, to save, uh, not to get into a large debt upcoming because something's gonna pop. ABL, I mean, what, what's what's your feeling about that about the U.S. economy? So, what was your question specifically? Yeah, so, I mean, about everything, but just in general, the U.S. economy is, if all these things are uh, are signs, and, and a lot of experts that I listen to, um, that there's a bubble fixing the pot, whether it's um, the the housing, right? Um, we start seeing that inventory swelling up uh, houses. That they're not selling as fast, and it's all contingent on where you live in the United States. However, it, it seems like all those indicators are there, right? So, I mean, how healthy do you think the U.S. economy is, ABL, from your your, your viewpoint? How do you uh, see it? Uh, there, there's definitely some problems. I, I, I definitely will, will say that. I'm not sure to what extent these problems um, exist. I, I don't really know. But um, the housing market is definitely going to be an issue. That, that's pretty much already done because the rate's going up. It's pretty much over right. with. So it's just a matter of time before you can really see it and know that it's over. Um, now, as far as the economy being propped up, that was, that's, that's going on. But I think one of the main things is the some things that can be controlled, like the gas. I mean, the, the gas is simply a problem of a lack of production. I mean, some of this stuff is just, it's like unforced errors. Some things it's like, okay, you have other factors that are going on, but the gas, that's that's an unforced error that the that the Biden administration is doing. So something's got to give there. If they keep doing this, it's just going to, it's going to ruin us. It, it really is. So I'm not sure how the, how this is going to look when, it, when it finally just, it's, it's over, but it's not going to look very well. Like right now we're already, we're already in a recession right now by definition. So I think it'd get right. worse before it gets better basically. But I, th- I think it will turn around, but I'm not really sure how long we'll be in the recession before we go back to other direction. Yeah, it just I, you know I just get that eerie feeling that I mean what what the general public is or what the what the government's telling us is is, is the half truth, which is often more dangerous than a full truth than than a full lie, should I say, right? So it, I mean I, I think uh, hopefully we're on the road to recovery, but I, I just feel that, uh, that there's some worse things gonna gonna happen in the economy, um, unfortunately. So I, I just taking steps like you know. Uh, save money and not to really um, 
you know, spend, you know, large purchases, new cars or, what, or whatnot, um, just because it's the interest rates aren't there. And then the federal government's going to raise some more interest again, probably 0.75 or even 1%, which will even do more. They just raise the, the loans for the mortgages and whatnot. Uh, but no, th- thank you, ABL, for, for your, uh, for your show. Thank you for what you do. Um, you know, I, I am a Latino, actually, uh, specifically, more specifically, Mexicano. My parents immigrated from Mexico out here in Washington State. I'm, I'm in deep, deep liberal country, right? <laughs> so, uh, uh, but there's still some conservative folks that just like to think they use, you know, facts and data and, and base their, their decisions on that rather than um, emotions, which you know, often um, is, is manipulated through media and, and to folks just to make decisions that benefit a small population, a small minority. But um, have a good evening. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, shout out to all the, the callers and, and the people in the chat. And, uh, hey, have a blessed evening, everybody. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Bye. That's a very good question, man, because the economy is, is rough. People already are struggling. You know, and you got the administration talking about, oh, things are great. Everything is great. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. I mean, for some people, it's good. Even during the, during the recession, during the downturn in the economy, things can be things can go very well, depending upon who you are, what you got going on. But now everybody's going to be in that same boat. 215, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. Thank you for picking up my call. Oh, no problem. All right. So you can hear me clearly. Just let me know if you can't. I hear you well, boss. All right, so what I wanted to touch on, honestly, so you might disagree with half the stuff I say, but I'm going to tell you right now, the way those little kids hit those officers and all that, I'm going to tell you right now, this is why I don't want to be a cop nowadays because, like, it, they deal with so much. It's I See, the way I am, I can only take so much from people. And it's not even the fact that I snap out. I just feel like it's just sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Like, and it's like, the fact that they weren't scared of those cops, and they're out there in their diapers. So you can tell the parents don't care about them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so sad to see stuff like that because you know, kind of where it's going to end up, you know, that's not really going to end very well. It's sad. That's all, yeah, that's all I can really say. It is. Yeah, it is sad. And you just look back on the parents like this. Always look back on the parents, but yeah, with the whole, what was the, what was the other subject I wanted to touch on? Something Yeah, but that's what I really wanted to say. But you cover, so you covered a story back in uh, 2018 about a uh, Starbucks being closed down. Um, I'm not sure when that was when I talked about that about the exact year, so I can't necessarily say yes or no. But, but I know, a, I know, it was I, a few years ago. Yeah, I, no, I most certainly did cover it when it happened for sure. Do you know? Wait, where did it happen again? Did you say Philadelphia or? Well, there, there was, there was, there was, it was a few stories. The first one that I remember, it was a Starbucks in Philly, and there was these two guys. There were black guys in there waiting, and I think the barista or manager or somebody came out and said, "Hey, you guys got to buy something. You can't just be in here without buying anything." And then that started a whole big protest, and it was a mess. It, it got to the point where there was a guy with a megaphone in the Starbucks in front of the barista's face. It was it was nuts. But what that wound up doing was um, it forced Starbucks to open their bathrooms to the general public because in some Starbucks, 
you couldn't just go in the bathroom. You had to purchase something or you had to do something to get in the bathroom. They give you a token or a key, but then it just opened the bathrooms up. So what, what that did was invite the, the criminal element, the drug addicts and whatnot to go in there, use their drugs and tear the bathroom to pieces. Now you have a danger element because you are funneling all the, the drug addicts and whatnot to the Starbucks. Cause if you're in a downtown area, you probably can't go to a, a, a public place and use the bathroom at all because they don't want the drug addicts to be in there. Cause that's who's always hanging out in a downtown type area. So now the Starbucks are, are facing that. And now they got to close as a result. Yeah, that, that does make sense. And what I wanted to say about the Roe v. Wade thing, honestly, a lot, like a lot of the people, want, a lot of the women think, a lot of people think, oh, the government doesn't have a right to tell women what they can do with their own bodies. Well, first of all, they told you to put a mask on, y'all put it on. So that's, let's just, just throw that out. And second of all, um, oh yeah, and they told you to take a vaccine and most of you took it, some of you didn't. Some made their own better choices, it was better for them. But I'm going to just get to my point. Uh, my ex, my, my girlfriend talked. She told me, well, first of all, it's uh, my body, it's my choice, and it's my responsibility to not get pregnant, to not get myself pregnant, and to take care of my own body. So when it comes down to freedom, it comes with responsibility. She, and not to try to put no information out there, but she was, she's basically saying, it's, like I said, if it's their body, it's their choice, it's their responsibility, but they want to be absolved of the responsibility. And they also try to say that Clarence Thomas tried to also get rid of, you know, X, Y, and Z, just other stuff. Yeah, but us, it's, um, everybody has a responsibility. It's like, if you know you're going to be, I feel like if you know you're going to be out there partying and all that stuff, take care of yourself. Like, how hard is that? Not hard at all. It should be pretty simple. Yeah, but hey, some people got to learn responsibility. I mean, everybody has a responsibility. I mean, I've been, been I've been living on my own for seven years. I haven't talked to my family. I haven't talked to nobody. I've been doing it on my own. I know I have a responsibility. I know I have to pay rent and all that kind of stuff. I hope it doesn't go up for me, but I've been surviving. Well, hey, man, that's good that uh, yeah, you out there doing your thing. Exactly. Thanks for taking my call, EBL. Thanks for the call, boss. Appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, man. I'm reading some of the, the the comments here, and you guys, yeah, like the host. I'm a, I'm gonna do a video about Starbucks because there's there's a whole news story. I got some um, insider footage from um, what's his name, Howard Schultz, the CEO. Oh yeah, I got some inside footage. I got all of that. So that video, look forward to that tomorrow because that will be dropping. Seven one four, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Well, did I get through? You are on the line. Oh, okay, perfect. Me, uh, well, I'm sure you've heard this a hundred times. Uh, uh, fan of your channel. Just keep it really quick here. Uh, I'm just a young guy here to study in California. Uh, just want to say that there is a Mexican conservative out there. Um, and there is young people wanting, uh, willing to fight for this country still out there. Just want to give hope to those people out there. Uh, don't lose hope. Don't lose hope in God. Um, if it comes down to it, I'll fight for this country. If it ever comes down to that, and I just want to say I love you guys, and just thank you uh, for all that you do, ABL. Thank you for your call. appreciate you. 
All right. Shout out to the callers. Shout, shout out to the calls. You know, people just, you know, want to be nice and get, give you some, give you some flowers. I, I, I like that. It, it is, it is all good. It, it is all to the good. All right. So I'm reading some of the the the, the comments here. Yeah, the whole Uvalde thing, I mean, it's it's a complicated issue. Like right when I saw that Uvalde happened, I knew there was some issues with the police response. I really want to speak on it because I already know that it's it's hard to be kind of a Monday morning quarterback without all the information. You know, I don't I don't really want to do that. You understand? I don't really want to do that. That's kind of just where I'm at. But let me get to read some of the comments here. Yeah, I mean, you could do things. Your family, you want to speak to your family if you can. You want to have that connection to your family, but it's not necessary. Not, not 100%. But you do want to have that connection if you can. You don't just want to abandon them. But if, if you if you can't do much with them, if they are a negative influence, you got to do what you got to do. You get at, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for yourself. And if you got family, you got children, wife, or whatever, you got to do what's right for them as well. You know, not it's not it's not it's only about you at that point. If you have a family, like your family, like your your family, once you get to be an adult, is more about your immediate family. You know, that's why they say immediate family, extended family. I'm talking about your wife, your husband, your kids. That's your family right there. That is your responsibility. Now, if you got little man man in them, little Josefa. Little Dexter, Grayson. I'm trying. I'm, I'm using all the stereotypical racial names. Uh, little Win. <laughs> if you get all these people that are your extended family and you feel some kind of obligation, I don't think that's appropriate to have that kind of obligation to the extended family. I think it's more appropriate to have an obligation to your immediate family. That's what you got to focus on first. You know, that's that's your first priority. Okay, the extended family, your cousins and whatnot. Okay. Man. If if you like them, that's cool. But if not, that's cool too. All right. Let me see. But yeah, now as far as my brother Brandon Tatum, you know what I'm saying? You guys, some of you guys don't like his his Stance on it. That's his stance. He has the right to have his stance. I've not even really seen the stance. I just know that people just disagree with it. And that's your that's your opinion. People disagree with me sometimes. Like when I do the drip, the anti-drug videos, I always get disagreed on that too. So I mean, I think people sometimes online they take disagreements to like a nuclear level. It's like, if I disagree with you, now I hate you. It's like, why is it gotta be all that? I can disagree with you on a particular thing and still like you. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not even saying I disagree with him on that because I've not even seen his most recent video or anything. I'm just talking about in general. You can dis- you can disagree with somebody and still like them. You can have a difference of opinion and not hate them. 718, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi. Hi, it's Callie in Brooklyn. Hi. I am, you know, did get a little you know, bleach because I have to get ready for bed soon. I just want to say, you know, I enjoy your show, but I wanted to ask... You know, um, I didn't get to see the video about San Francisco, but I imagine it's pretty awful enough. Do you see Portland heading into, I, I mean, it's 
I mean, it's, which is worse, San Francisco or Portland? Have you got? Have you had any callers from Portland? Do they make comparisons? I don't think I, I don't think I have any Portland callers. I, I don't believe so. Oh yeah, I'm just I mean I'm from the West Coast originally, and I haven't been back in a long time. But I, I'm just uh, I, I mean I say it bodes ill. Um, do, do you think there's a just a sliver of a chance they might leave the Democrat? Part? You know, even what's happening at Starbucks, I just kind of wondered if. Do you, do you think? That, I mean, what would it take to get these people to wake up? I, I, you know, I was just looking at the media. They they said that um, Starbucks closed for safety concerns. They didn't want to say outright there were problems with gangs or homelessness. So I don't know if there's still a certain measure of denial. I mean, do you think they're going to come out openly, you know, admit that they, you know, they goofed? I mean, I I don't, I don't know. I'm just watching these these cities in the left coast them. Just you know, I don't know. What, I don't know what you for. I mean, if you have a crystal ball or anything, you can foresee what you know what's in store. Mm-hmm. Um, I think <laughs> I, I think that um, Portland is a little bit too far gone to change and become conservative. I think it, it's not going to happen. You know, it, like mm-hmm. they're they're what what they're going to do with over there is. Uh, as far as mm-hmm. local government, like let's say for example, Portland is as a mayor, they'll pick yeah. between um, an Antifa member for mayor or a regular normie leftist. That's that's their choice. It won't be regular normie leftist and a Republican. It'd be super super far left versus regular left, but not mm-hmm. anywhere near on the right. No, no. I, I mean, I, I just I, I went to Portland when I was a kid. It was a beautiful city then, but. I don't know. I mean, would anybody normal want to just sit? I don't know. It's just the whole thing seems like the twilight. So, but they, I, I don't know how much it's exaggerated. I mean, you know, maybe there are people who go about their daily lives. I mean, I, I, I live in New York City and I've watched it decline. You know, I don't know if it's totally because of COVID or anything. And, you know, but I, I agree. It's just, I mean, it, it must be this, I guess, it must be the same there. I mean, I don't know if not worse. Oh, now I'm getting an echo on my phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I enjoy I enjoy your show. I just, as I said, I'm gonna, um, you know, um, but I just always appreciate your insights, and uh, usually you're pretty spot on. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got I've got to, you know, the, 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 I hope to catch some of your Saturday show. Okay. Right on. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for the thanks, call. Bye. All righty. Shout out to. All right, James, what's happening? Hey, man. Uh, hang on. I got to start from the other. I got you live. Hey, my man. Um, I heard you say something earlier about people disagreeing with you. You can get along with them. Yeah. You sound I, like a mature adult to me. I, I, I try to be. I try to be, you know, try to do my best to be, to act my age. That's all. <laughs> I'm surprised these days, you know, the number of people that uh, I think they place their self-identity in yeah. their ideas yeah you know what i mean that's uh it's like people can't change their mind you, i disagree with you means i i can't stand you i hate you <laughs> and that's not what that means at all um 
Which brings me to the uh, the lawyer or the professor of law. I think she's uh, too too ingrained in her own ideas of what right and wrong is, and she's putting that kind of thought process in the kids. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that she probably has been brainwashed the same way she's brainwashing others. Yeah. Part of the education system, K through 12, college. Yeah. And then now she's passing it along. It's a, it's a cycle. Yeah, that uh, um, eye roll that you were pointing out, which was amusing, to <laughs> say the least, uh, when she was trying to school Hartley. That does tell a lot, doesn't it? It t- tells a whole lot. It's like, I'm not even really hearing what you got to say. I don't care. I have my point of view and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering what she's, if she's, a, if she's able to see the irony in teaching people what to think instead of how to think. Right. Yeah. Pro- pro- probably not tough. because she, cause she, she thinks that she's righteous in her, in, in her indignation and in her indoctrination. So it doesn't yeah. even matter. It's like, well, I'm I'm doing right. So I don't care if I'm brainwashing somebody or convincing them. It's just it's the right thing to do. You know, I mean, the thing is, though, everybody to some extent thinks they're right. Otherwise, you'd think something else. But the inability to self-assess seems to be a core a core value that a teacher should have. I don't know how she got her job. Unless she got it like uh, Judge Brown did on, I guess, a diversity hire. I don't know. I mean, does that sound bad to say that? I don't know. No, I mean, it's it's a lot of that going on over there. That's just kind of their culture. They feel like it's all right. They feel like that's that's the correct thing to do is to behave that way. But in reality, life is different than that. Yeah, I mean, you'd, th- you'd think people would look at the results of their actions. And they're like, well, we intend well, yeah, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So you'd think people would start looking at the results of of their actions. And I, I don't know. It makes me wonder if people are capable of uh, that kind of logical thought processes these days. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think we've talked about this before. Uh, Plato said, it was the Republic. He's like, you know, if you want to take over a country, if you want to attack a country, don't go to war against it because you will, you know, cost lives. But instead, change the music of their youth. And, you know, that could be music or entertainment, whatever. But what you're doing is you're brainwashing the children. So within a generation, they're yours. And I think that's the kind of plan right now. Back in the 60s, uh, these liberal Marxists had this idea of how to take over uh, the United States. And this was back in a a university study. And so they decided, how should we go about it? Well, we'll put players, people with the same social psychology, into uh, universities, newspapers, TV, Mm. all across the board so that we can normalize it and make people think that this is correct and that when they see it out there uh, that if you don't argue for it, then you're a crazy person. Right. And so everybody wants to matter of fact, I have this really good article. 
on a uh, you, you know you know how people virtue signal yeah and it's this it's this nutty article on it's it's a uh, Dombu, how do you say Dombu? Uh, a, a scientific uh, study, a research paper on the the mental capacity of people who virtue signal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, maybe I'll send a link to it. I don't think I can send a link in the chat, can I? No, you can't send links in the chat. Uh, email only. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll see if I can't email it to you. But it's it's fascinating talking about the uh, the low mental capacity of people who virtue signal. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't tell if people who are doing this on purpose or if this is part of their plan, you know, they're because they're one or the other. I don't know. Right. I'll, uh, I'll let you get back to it. Um, enjoying your thoughts today. It's good stuff, man. Thank you for the call as always, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, yeah man. Take care of yourself. Same to you. See you. Shout out to my man, uh, James in Japan. I got time for one more call. 541, you don't know how much speaker to. Uh, this is Jeffrey from Southern Oregon, uh, ABL. Uh, I just wanted to comment on the Portland uh, call. Is that you're 100% correct? Uh, because since I've been here, 93, um, when we vote down here in Southern Oregon, we we're, it's almost like, you know, for governor or whatever, it just doesn't count because the liberals are just going to kill us up in Portland. There's just too many. Right. And that's a sad thing, like, you know what I mean? Because you just know it's going to happen, and it has, right? <laughs> Ever since Kitz Bomber, I don't know what happened. He was a Republican governor. He got kicked out, kinda, and then that's when Brown came in, and then she got reelected and stuff. So, yeah, it's down here. It's kind of a sad situation when you know you're voting. And you know your vote really isn't going to count. So I just think what you always say is do the local elections and do the best you can there because uh, the other way, Portland's gone, man. Yeah, it's 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 too far gone. And it's, it's, it's constantly being refilled with new people that are also far gone from other parts of the country, other parts of the world even. And they're going to vote the same way. So oh. that, that becomes the issue. For sure, one hundred percent, and I appreciate that the insight on that and that caller too. And uh, anyway, thank you for taking for my call. I don't really have much more. You two, you really had some uh, good topics tonight, and as usual, and you have a good night. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right, bye. All right, great call. Shout out to him. I think that might be a wrap for me. Yeah, that'll be a wrap. I'm at, the, I'm at the end of my show. Thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate y'all. If you can't get on tonight, I'm sorry. You got to blame the white man for that. You know it's not my fault. But I'll be back here live again on Saturday night. Same time, same place. 8 p.m. Eastern time to 11 p.m. Eastern time. This is a podcast. We're recording live. This will be available on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. I got Super Chats on deck, and then I wrap it on up, put the bow clean on top. Shout out to the mods for keeping the chat nice and in order. I appreciate y'all for that. Couldn't do it without you. But let me go ahead and get to the supers here. Um, thank you to the anti-view who says, can't stay. Hit the like button, everyone. Also, ABL, the best on the internets with the thumbs up emojis. Thank you to Fauna Faye who says, a great PSA to show kids that affects their drugs. It's a new Wendy Williams interview with TMZ. It just came out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Okay. 
I gotta see that because you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a Wendy Williams fan. I really am. So and they they got her on like psych meds. I, I'm not sure if she's like on big farmer drugs or street drugs. And in my humble opinion, big farmer drugs are worse than the street drugs. Big farmer drugs aren't street drugs because fentanyl is big pharma. Percocet, Xanax, all big pharma. But I digress. I'm getting oxycotton, all big pharma. Most of the drugs that people they use and they OD on are big pharma produced illegally and it's sold illegally. So these drugs are legal, but somehow these are the main ones killing everybody. Fentanyl is a legal drug. Legalized drugs. Fentanyl is legal. You can get fentanyl from a doctor. It's, it's big pharma. It's regulated, but it's legal. Legalize all drugs. I'm getting triggered thinking about it. But anyway, uh, thank you to the anti-view says, FYI, if Trump went to the island, we would have known who was on that list. Just saying. It, yes, exactly. We, we would have been known that. Correct. The anti-view also says, fentanyl is heroin. Heroin is fentanyl. Codeine is heroin. Narco is heroin. They all come from the same place, correct? Buff versus windshield says, so 18 months in prison with no lawyer for January 6th people. Meanwhile, in Russia, Brittany has had her trial done in under six months. It should, it should worry us. That's right. And you're, she's a whole foreign national over there getting her trial done in six months. But meanwhile, you got people over here, American citizens, no trial, you know, for over a year. Buff versus windshield also says, so Warren says, Pregnancy centers are misleading. Also says, don't get misclicked. Warren says, pregnancy centers, I think that was a misspelling in the first one, are misleading and won't promote, and won't, won't perform abortions, but isn't Planned Parenthood misleading with the goal for no one to be a parent? Exactly. Uh, but first, the windshield also says, the New World Report ranks New York City as second most dirty city in the world, just behind Athens, Greece. Ew. I didn't know Athens was dirty like that. That's interesting. I wonder why. Um, also, Buffers windshield says here in Portland, it's Antifa mayor versus Uber liberal mayor. Exactly. They've taken the D and R off the ballot. So it's harder to vote out Democrats and thank you to Abby Matthews for the chili emoji. Appreciate you for that. But that'd be a wrap for me. So thank y'all again for being here. I'll be back live again on Saturday and I'm here live off throughout the week and thank you to Stu Bird for the final donation. But until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out and peace.